Super Talk Mississippi media production. Sign up for a six-month bottled water contract for your home or office today and get your first five-gallon bottle free. Visit watertomydoor.com and use code DRINKITIN at checkout. This is Gerard Gibbert, and thank you for listening to Middays here on Super Talk Mississippi. Get ready, get ready to go beyond the headlines and join a meaningful conversation with people from around the state. You're listening to Middays with Gerard Gibbert here on Super Talk Mississippi. Good morning and welcome to Middays. I'm Mandy Gunasegara, guest hosting today on Super Talk. Here in the Trustmark studio, I've got Rhino across from me. Good morning, Rhino. Howdy, howdy. How are you? Oh, not too bad for this hump day. Yeah, a hump day it is. Um, and we've got a lot we're going to get into on this show today. Um, just to give you a little bit of preview, we're going to talk a little bit about what's going on with President Biden. Um, he seemed a little erratic and slightly delusional lately, so we'll get into that. Um, we're going to fact check, uh, go through some fact checking of the president's purported reset. Um, we have some really great interviews lined up. We're going to talk about the fact it's school choice week. And so we're going to be talking with Jenny Gentles. She's a senior fellow with the Independent Women's Forum. And we are going to be talking about COVID policies, CRT, school choice, um, and other issues that matter. So that will be happening at 1020. Then we're going to talk about the state of the state in case you missed it last night. There's a really great recap available at supertalk.fm. You can read or you can just listen. We're going to have Sid Salter join us to talk about his takeaway from that. And then after that, we're going to talk to Senator Briggs Hobson. Um, We're going to talk about what's going on in the Senate, what we can expect today, and specifically discuss some of the plans that the Senate has put forward with regard to spending the America Rescue Plan Act funds that Mississippi has received. And then after that, uh, we've got a really great interview later in the show with Claudia Rossett. She is also with the Independent Women's Forum. Um, she's a foreign affairs fellow. She's the real deal when it comes to foreign policy. She's going to talk to us about what's going on in Ukraine and Russia. She's not only worked on these issues for a long time, but she was previously the head of the Wall Street Journal uh, Bureau based in Russia. So she's going to have some very interesting insight there. Now, before we get started, I do love to hear from you, the listeners. So just remind you, the C Spire text line is always available for you to weigh in um, with tips, responses, and feedback. You can reach me directly at 601-879-4395. Just a reminder, please do not text and drive. Uh, you can also reach me on Twitter at MississippiMG or at Supertalk. Um, we'll look to incorporate a little bit of the Twitter sphere into the conversation today. All right, so let's, uh, let's jump right into it um, and, you know, talk about an unfortunate situation with our president. It seems like every time he engages in either a press conference or some public speaking engagement, it really doesn't go well for him. And uh, you may have seen that uh, day before yesterday, 
He was caught on a hot mic after Peter Ducey, who's one of the Fox News reporters, um, asked him a question about the political impacts of inflation. And to quote the president, he, uh, as Peter Ducey was being shuffled out by his people, um, he said he called Peter Ducey, quote, a stupid son of a bee. Rhymes with which. Um, did you happen to hear that yesterday, Rhino? Yeah, we played the uh, the president's audio once and then uh, kept using euphemisms to, yeah. to dance around the fact that the president used a word that we would get in trouble for saying on the air. That's right. We unless to, we're quoting the president. That's right. It is technically a quote. Um, but even as I uh, was reading it, um, there's a lot of stars to cover up the, the rest of the otherwise offensive word. Um, but but nonetheless, you know, the, the president uh, was off his game a little bit, um, as is constantly the case. And so this leads people to question what's really going on when reporters after that asked Jen Psaki, the press secretary um, about the situation. She tried to explain it away that the president called Peter um, and Peter confirmed this, called him on the phone. So this is only why she was speaking to it. Um, If you have private conversations with the president, I will assure you I'm not going to convey that on your behalf. Again, this is Saki responding to reporters. And she then said, quote, but Peter spoke to this. The president called him. He conveyed to him that it was nothing personal, man, and also acknowledged that all of you are going to ask him a range of questions. So I think that speaks for itself. Now, Saki did not say that Biden apologized for calling Ducey um, a stupid son of a bee. Um, Biden made the remark when Ducey was asking him about inflation and, and, you know, prior to that, he was, he was being kind of snarky about an otherwise very serious situation. Ducey later on in the day, there was an interview with Fox News where he essentially shrugged it off, um, and reiterated that he did get the call from Biden where he said, it's nothing personal, pal. Now, you, you know, Rhino, you know, that's a direct quote from the president just by pal being there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That sounds like him. Um, they Pal, went, malarkey, Pat. all those fun words. Buddy, um, there's all those dog words. face, pony soldier. <laughs> That's still one of the best. That's still one of the best. Or the ever elusive, never to come out of the woodwork, corn pop. Corn pop. That's right. Have we ever found corn pop? Never found corn pop. I don't think we found corn pop. Um, I think the the fact checkers are still out there looking for it. But um, look, Ducey is always asking the president hard questions. He's one of the few reporters in the White House reporter pool that will actually ask questions, one that the American people care about, and then two that that aren't pre-released to the president so he can just get some soft answer or get around providing vital information. Um, so it, it just leads me to question, what what is wrong with the president if he can't handle tough questions and what is an otherwise very controlled situation in the White House press corps? What is happening when it comes to making the tough decisions in the Oval Office? Um, you know, I, I had the pleasure of briefing President Trump a couple times in the Oval Office, and I can tell you that there's a lot of stressful decisions that have to be made um, there. And if you see the president lashing out and not able to handle, handle himself in a press conference, uh, really, what what is happening with regards to the decisions that meaningfully impact your life, my life, um, our lives every day, and the future of the country? Um, now, come to find out, some folks have been asking, what's, what has he been up to? Um, I've got a clip, Rhino, if you've pulled up, uh, where a question from one of the reporters in the White House poll asking about the president's schedule, how it seems to be pretty open. 
So the president has nothing on his schedule today aside from the PDB. Can you shed any light on, on how he's spending his day? Uh, well, let's see. Um, this morning, I think he had some policy meetings, uh, also a PDB meeting. Um, he, um, later this afternoon, uh, I think is doing some remarks review. Uh, there are some days that we spend some time uh, doing internal meetings and discussions uh, with policy experts, with policy leaders, um, and that's, that's what's happening today. All right. Well, um, that seems like a pretty light schedule. What do you say, Rano? It would be nice to have only three or four things on the docket. Three or four things, which, if you recall, President Trump always... Which also included a photo op for Uh, ice cream yesterday. Right, yes. We can't forget that. Uh, Things may may be seriously degrading um, in the rest of the world, but don't worry, President Biden will get his ice cream. Did he happen to share what flavor he got yesterday? That's important news. Uh, Don't think it was in the tweet, but let's see if I can tell from the picture here. On their menu, it looks like... Probably the milkiest chocolate. (laughs) The milkiest chocolate you could possibly get. Well, um, I'm glad he's on top of that. What he's not on top of is, uh, is, is dealing with the business of the country, which has really fallen into disarray, um, because of his policies and because of his lack of leadership. And, and the problem, the, the reason his schedule's not very, very filled up is it's his staff that's actually making the decision. Um, this isn't widely reported, but in Washington, D.C., it is well known that um, his chief of staff, who is known as the, the Twitterer in chief because he's constantly active on Twitter um, and, and senior leadership at the White House, they're the ones making the decisions. And the problem with that is when your name is not on on the door. Um, so to speak, as a politician, you are not accountable to the voters. You have this degree of separation and protection, and you're the policy staffer in there briefing the president. But if he doesn't have the wherewithal to think about this critically, about how it's going to impact the people who sent him there and the broader American electorate, then that presents us with the situation that we are currently in um, with President Biden, where he's making really detrimental decisions, basically rubber stamping what what we would perceive as otherwise anonymous senior staff in the White House um, that is behind inflation, uh, jobs, the lack of jobs, um, the supply chain crisis, and on and on and on. So look, the president, it, he's he's not only losing a step or two, but he is removed from making these decisions and not really accountable to the American people and the people who are making these decisions are the staff. Now, when he was asked about how he thought he's doing, uh, he said he's outperformed what anybody thought would happen. My take is that is a little delusional. Um, We will talk a little bit more about this after the break, but as soon as we get back, we will be joined by Jenny Gentles from the Independent Women's Forum to talk about some leading parent issues and education.
Selling your vehicle? We'll buy it. Need to put it on our lot? We'll consign it. Just need a new ride for the new you? We'll trade it. Pinnacle Motors needs you and your vehicle. Steve Owen and the friendly staff of Pinnacle Motors is buying, consigning, and trading quality pre-owned cars, trucks, and SUVs at the corner of Highway 471 at Baker Lane and Vine Street in Brandon and online at PinnacleMotorsLLC.com. That's PinnacleMotorsLLC.com. Pinnacle Motors needs you and your vehicle. Quality vehicles, affordable prices. Pinnacle Motors. Every guy knows that feeling when you realize on Valentine's Day that you've got nothing for your true love. Not this year, guys, because at Juniker Jewelry Company, we've got a whole store of ideas that will make her forget last year and the year before. I'm Rachel. And I'm John Ravenstein. This Valentine's at Junikers, we have an entire store of fine jewelry. Rings, pendants, earrings, and bracelets, starting at $250 and less. Come shop thousands of quality, iconic, and yes, affordable pieces you won't find in any other store. For every woman and every budget. As Mississippi's direct diamond importer, we have the largest selection of fine diamonds and diamond jewelry in the state. And 12-month interest free financing for qualified buyers. So don't go driving all over town this Valentine's like a love-struck fool. Come to Juniker Jewelry Company. Let's make this a Valentine's she'll never forget. Juniker Jewelry, Mississippi's direct diamond importer. 1485 Highland Colony Parkway in Madison and junikerjewelry.com. Family Termite is a proud VIP sponsor of the Handyman Show on Super Talk Mississippi. Whether you're a proud DIYer or a seasoned veteran, Mississippi's handyman Buddy Slowick has the answers to your home improvement questions each Saturday from 10 till noon. Liberty Mutual Insurance Company presents... And Doug. Don't you just love the smell of old books? This is a library. Sorry, ma'am. We're looking for a book titled Liberty Mutual Customizes Your Car Insurance So You Only Pay for What You Need. I don't think we carry that, but check nonfiction. It really does devour literature. Please leave. Only pay for what you need. Liberty, 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 Liberty. Good Things with Rebecca Turner is brought to you in part by TrustCare, where you'll find a team of experienced, knowledgeable, and friendly staff. Visit TrustCareHealth.com to schedule an appointment today. TrustCare. Feel better, faster. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. Celebrating our 40th anniversary at Cock of the Walk. Voted the best catfish in Mississippi with our grilled or fried catfish along with greens, coleslaw, and a skillet of our homemade cornbread. With locations on the Reservoir, Pocahontas, and one mile from the Grand Ole Opry in Nashville, Tennessee. Catfish, hush puppies, and fried dill pickles. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. I like chicken. I like fish. I like hush puppies. I love it. Catfish is excellent. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. Here with a special invitation to join us weekday morning, 6 to 9. Breaking news, quick shots, analysis, all right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. Check it out. Let's do this. The talk that keeps Mississippi talking. Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Let's get on with it. On Super Talk Mississippi. All right. Welcome back to Middays here on Super Talk. I'm in the Trustmark studio. My name is Mandy Gunasekera, and I am the guest host today. I am very excited to jump right into our first interview of today's show. I've got Jenny Gentles, who is a senior fellow with the Independent Women's Forum. 
Jenny is a longtime school choice advocate and former state and federal education policy leader. She has worked on Capitol Hill as a senior appointee in the George W. Bush administration. She worked in Florida. She worked in Canada. She's worked all over, and her work has appeared in the National Review, Newsweek, City Journal, Real Clear Education, and Town Hall. Jenny, thank you so much for joining us this morning. Thanks for having me, Mandy. Happy to be here with you and happy National School Choice Week. Yeah, what a great what a great issue to celebrate. And I I really want to talk about that Um, this week being National School Choice Week, which is meant to highlight the importance of letting parents choose the education options best for their children. Um, What a great concept that shouldn't be novel, but it certainly is in some places. Can you tell us what you're doing in terms of working to bring attention to this issue, especially within this week? Well, the Independent Women's Forum is a strong supporter of school choice, and that means empowering parents to uh, find the education option that's the best fit for their child. And that sometimes people think school choice just means pulling their child out of the public school, sending them into the private school. It's actually much broader than that. It could be that the the child needs to attend a public school in the district the next next county over or a public charter school public magnet school, or we certainly have seen a huge rise in homeschooling. So there's a wide array of of school choice options. I feel that I'm part of a school choice movement that ensures that parents are aware of their options and also a movement that expands state policies to ensure that parents are empowered to make that choice and that education funding follows the child. That's look, empowering parents seems to be so important and really has become a front and center issue in the world of COVID. Perhaps a silver lining of the pandemic is that more parents are really paying attention to what their children are learning in school, how school decisions impact their children in particular and options that they have available. Um, how has the, the issue and the entrance interest um, in school choice evolved throughout the COVID pandemic? Well, this is not something that we ever expected in the school choice movement, that the public schools would pave the way for an expansion of school choice. But that's certainly what has happened. I think by school districts being so incredibly unresponsive to the needs of parents, to the needs of students, by um, remaining closed for over a year in many parts of the country, and by offering lousy remote learning, and then, as you said, by exposing children to ideas, ideology that have absolutely nothing to do with academic instruction and in fact are a distraction and a concern to parents. Um, parents' eyes are now open and parents are demanding more freedom and state legislators have, have been listening. So what we've seen as an evolution over the last two years is a huge increase in the uh, the percentage of parents who support school choice when you look at polling at the beginning of the, the pandemic um, and then polling last year, it went up significantly to the point that 80% of public K-12 parents, public school K-12 parents support school choice. So the vast majority of, of parents are saying, yes, this is what we want. And legislators are listening. Uh, many people call 2021 the year of school choice. And that's because close to 20 states expanded existing school choice programs or introduced new ones, including education savings accounts, which are flexible spending accounts that parents can access to, to pay for tuition, services, curriculum, just basically meet the educational needs of 
their child. So we've seen increases in polling, expanded school choice options um, legislatively, and an increase in the, the numbers of parents that are taking advantage of options. Homeschooling, for example, and I'm talking about real homeschooling, not looking over the shoulder as a Zoom butler in remote instruction. Real homeschooling was 11% of K-12 uh, households, children, um, households with children in, in K-12. to 11% of those households were homeschooling at at, uh, at some point last year. And I, I think that that number is probably going to hold, hold steady. Well, there's certainly been uh, an amazing growth in the interest and then an amazing growth in the resources that are available to parents. Um, You know, I I had those discussions myself in certain school districts where, um, you know, certain policies come down that I didn't agree with, certain mandates that I believed were counter to the best interests of my children. So it's it's good to know that um, there are options out there and there are good resources available. Jenny, is there is there a website that uh, you could direct folks to if they're interested in learning more about school choice in general and then school choice that may be available um, in the state of Mississippi? There are a lot of resources out there, and I'm glad that you asked that and, and mentioned that. We really don't want fair parents to feel trapped. I think that was the, those are the bleakest moments in the pandemic when schools were closed, when kids were just so miserable, when no learning was happen, happening, and the parents just felt so helpless. We never want parents to have that feeling again. Um, so I encourage parents to go to schoolchoiceweek.com. That is the official website of National School Choice Week. It has a lot of information on the events that are happening this week. Happy things like buildings being lit up in the colors of yellow and red, the National School Choice Week colors. But set that aside. If you dig a little deeper in the website, go to the parent information um, on the website. You'll find state-by-state information about the school choice options in your state. So schoolchoiceweek.com is a great resource. And additional organizations that are there to help parents in Mississippi, parents all around the country, would be American Federation for Children. So federationforchildren.org and edchoice.org. There are a lot of organizations out there that are fighting to expand educational options and working hard to inform parents about their existing options. Now, that's really, really great information. Hopefully folks will, will follow up and look into it. I know that I certainly have in the past when I felt like I was in one of those situations where um, I was boxed in and boxed in a way. Nothing makes a parent uh, more, more furious or unsettled than feeling like your child is exposed to something that is negative or potentially harmful and there's nothing you can do about it. But what you're telling us today is you should never feel like that. There's always something that can be done. And you've shared some really great resources. I want to shift really quickly quickly, we're, we're having a debate, and this is another issue I, I know you, you've weighed in on in terms of school curriculum, um, particular critical race theory. We're having a debate right now in the state where we've had some of our um, our state representatives introduce legislation um, that doesn't necessarily ban critical race theory, but ban the idea that um, you can teach children um, that they are better or not based on sex, race, gender, those sorts of things. Um, now, some of the criticism is, well, it's not being taught in Mississippi, so why would we ban it? What's your take on that, having been on the front lines in places where uh, CRT is an embedded part of the curriculum, and some parents may feel like, man, I wish I'd weighed in earlier and actually paid attention a little bit more? I think what you're acknowledging here is that there's a bit of a semantics game going on. People will say CRT is not being taught in 
elementary schools, for example. Um, and sure, maybe they're correct. CRT is uh, critical race theory, as it was a, maybe originally proposed as uh, something to take a look at in a framework to examine and analyze in, in graduate school. Sure, maybe that official framework legal term is not being um, officially taught. But absolutely, all those other things that you mentioned are being taught in schools across the country. And, and parents aren't making it up. You can't tell parents that they're they're not seeing exactly what they're seeing. In Fairfax County, within the last week, there was a, a, a privilege bingo that, that was um, telling students to identify themselves as whether or not they had privilege. And it, it even included um, being a, a military uh, child, a child of a military family. That oh, would wow. be something that, that has privilege. But there, these these kinds of approaches to dividing children and separating them into affinity groups and ranking them. And uh, this is what parents are concerned about. And let's set aside the semantics game. Let's get to the essence of the poison that's being uh, spread throughout schools and uh, has come from I would say from colleges and teachers uh, colleges and, you know, those teachers have been taking them out into the schools. And this is not a red or a blue state issue. It's not liberal versus conservative. This is just a there's an entire generation of young teachers, young woke, te- woke teachers that are really eager to pull this information off of wherever they're getting it. Pinterest, other sites on the on the Web where teachers go to to put their materials together and to provide this as part of their curriculum. So when your school district says, oh, it's not something that we have officially purchased as a curriculum purchase to then have teachers teach, maybe that's true too. But parents should absolutely scratch the surface, dig a little deeper, and find out what their individual teachers are are doing. And then when school districts are... um, contracting with entities that are supportive of, of this approach, then parents should pay attention to those contracts and ask that they they be addressed. Well, Jenny, thank you for that. Thank you for laying it out and for your work. Um, I would encourage anyone listen listening, um, you can look Jenny Gentles up on the Independent Women's Forum website. Check out her word work. It's very informative. It's very helpful. And at the bottom line, it's about empowering parents to make sure um, our students have the type of education um, Um, that they should. Jenny, thank you for joining us. And for our listeners out there, stay tuned. We've got more coming up after the break. From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint cutting needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, sunny skies, high near 46. Tonight, mostly clear, low around 24. Thursday, sunny skies, high near 50 degrees. Thursday evening, partly cloudy skies, low around 31. And finally, Friday, mostly sunny, high near 50 degrees. This weather brought to you by No Drip Roofing and Construction. With rain coming, let us show you what the No Drip difference is all about. No Drip Roofing and Construction, online at NoDripMS.com. Sleep. Worrying about low CD rates? Do I have enough money to retire? Is my principal safe? IRAs. Don't worry, I can help. And you can sleep better too. Call David Cox, direct, 601-594-8977. 601-594-8977. Now. 
If you or someone you know suffers from dizziness or imbalance, Physical of Jackson, spelled F-Y-Z-I-C-A-L, can help improve your balance and decrease your chances of falling. Susan Geiger and her team of specialized therapists are as unique as their name, providing a personalized approach to therapy and cutting-edge equipment. Physical, F-Y-Z-I-C-A-L, spelled different because we are different. Call today for your appointment, 601-487-2260. Are the trees and shrubs running your yard instead of you? Let the tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros take out your problem limb by limb. Baroni's Tree Pros is your complete tree, shrub, and stump removal service. No job is too big for the tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros. And with our superior cleanup, you can't go wrong. Baroni's Tree Pros, 601-345-8090. 601-345-8090. That's 601-345-8090. Or online at baroniestreepros.com. That's baroniestreepros.com. It's time to reserve the car you deserve at Bob Boy Honda. You probably know that there's distribution issues impacting automakers across the industry. But that won't stop us from getting you the ride of your dreams. Here's how to reserve the new car, truck, or SUV that you want. Step one, come to Bob Boyd and test drive a car, truck, or SUV. Step two, reserve the Honda you want from our huge allocated inventory arriving daily. Step three, when your ride arrives, come down, pick it up, and it's that easy. Come on to Bob Boyd Honda. Let's give you a deal. deal. Hello, I'm Gary Jolly from the Tractor Store in Richland. Now's the best time of the year to save more with Mahindra. And it all starts with zero. Pay zero down and 0% interest up to 60 months. That's more for less on many of Mahindra's best-selling models with tractors that deliver more lift, capacity, fuel efficiency, and built-in weight. So get zero down, 0% interest for up to 60 months on Mahindra, the world's number one selling tractor, Mahindra, available at the Tractor Store in Richland. Be sure and check out the newly remodeled Basils in Fondren, where you get simple food done well. And don't forget to drop by Basils Fountain View at the Renaissance. Go to eatbasils.com for online ordering for both locations. That's Basils. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. A Coast native and former Miss Mississippi is mourning the loss of her husband, who was shot and killed over the weekend in Alabama, and it happened in front of the couple's two-year-old son. According to WSFA, 37-year-old Thomas Hand Jr. died after being shot at a home in Montgomery, where he and his wife Christine Kozlowski Hand had been living. 17-year-old Jeremiah Walker is being charged with capital murder. Hand had recently announced that she's pregnant with her second child. Volunteer firefighters across Mississippi put their lives on the line every day without pay. Senator Michael McClendon is backing legislation that would help them out if they're injured. Now, if that volunteer fireman gets hurt, well, it's on his dime. The counties aren't going to pay for it, but the counties reap the benefits of the fire ratings that are down. The county should, you know, have a way to be able to pay these guys if they get hurt. I'm Kelly Bennett. This is Jake Mangum, all-time hits leader in the SEC. Two of the best decisions I've ever made were Mississippi State and Mississippi Farm Bureau Insurance. Both teams have supported me through thick and thin. Even though my college playing days are over, I'm excited to be a part of the Farm Bureau team. If you aren't already with Farm Bureau, it's time to join the team. Visit favrates.com for great rates on home and auto insurance. Or find a local agent at msfbins.com. Farm Bureau Insurance. Go with the home team. 
Want to infuse new flavor into your favorite recipes? Try Polk's Smoked Sausages or delicious ham steaks. Add Polk's Garlic and Green Onion Sausage in your spaghetti. It adds just the right amount of spicy flavor. Polk's Cajun Sausage is a family pleaser in your famous red beans and rice. Your Bayou friends jambalaya is even better when you mix it with Polk's Ham and Sausage. And for Grandma's old-time chili recipe, kick it up with Polk's Original Beef or Pork Sausages. There's no buts about it, folks. Picky people pick Polk's. Super Talk Mississippi, your new home for the Ben Shapiro Show. We don't hold back. We never shy away from telling you the truth. The most electrifying national talk show on air today. We have the most important guests and the biggest thinkers in America. Ben Shapiro, brutally breaking down the issues of the day. From politics to pop culture, we take a look at all of it. So don't miss out. Weeknights at 9. For something new and unique in talk radio, take a listen to the Ben Shapiro Show. On Super Talk Mississippi. With Gerard Gibbert. Welcome, welcome to our show on Super Talk Mississippi. Okay, now you have a good one. Making my way downtown, walking fast, faces past. What a great song, Rhino, and welcome back. To middays, you know, um, I'm Mandy Gunasegra, guest hosting here in the Super Talk Studio. I used to be able to play this song on the piano. Really? Yeah, it was very popular. I think I was in high school. I was either older junior high or younger high school, um, but was totally obsessed with it. And I uh, used to be—I could probably sit down and still do that riff. Um, when you, when you learn certain things, they stick in your mind for forever. Um, but but welcome back to the show. Thank you for tuning in. Um, I just want to remind folks that you can always use the C Spire text line. I love to hear from you. 601-879-4395. Please don't text and drive. And also, if you own or run a small business, can customers, are they able to find your business online? With the power of Supertalk Mississippi Media Digital, you can reach potential customers and get more referral and repeat business. Supertalk Mississippi Media Digital's highly trained and trusted staff is ready to work with you to help your business capitalize on the power of digital marketing. Call 601-991-2305 or go to stmmdigital.com to get started today. Now, looking at the the ceasefire text line, um, I, I have to apologize for one of our listeners, Sissy from the coast, asked wanted me to ask a question on social emotional learning and pointed out that it's on the M- Mississippi Department of Education website. Now, there's been some recent concern around this. Um, some folks have suggested that social emotional learning, SEL, is a backdoor um in terms of getting CRT and that type of problematic teaching within the curriculum. Um, I would just tell folks, you've got to, and especially parents, be vigilant and engage. There is an opportunity um, to engage with regard to proposed changes on the social studies curriculum uh, later this week on January 29th at 9 a.m. Um, starting at 9 a.m., there will be a public hearing 
um, at the Mississippi Agricultural Museum Sparkman Auditorium here in Jackson. Um, as, as If you're just tuning in, we had a really great interview with Jenny Gentles. Um, she is an expert on education, school choice, and really read a lot of resources that parents who may feel trapped or like they're not being heard, they can they can look into um, to push back against things that may be problematic. Now, uh, you know, one of these things, and, and this is something we've learned, the more information we learn about policies that have been adopted nationally, but especially in school settings, um, we've learned where the cure has almost been worse than the disease especially for younger children in our schools. And one of these issues is masks. Um, now, I'm up in North Mississippi, um, and there was recently some news where, where folks were trying to bring back the mask mandate um, in some of the northern school districts. But, you know, here's my message. What we've learned with masking is that, first of all, uh, children, school-age children are not at a serious risk for serious harm when it comes to COVID. Um, and, you know, I was reading an article from Tablet Magazine earlier, and they rightly stated that, quote, history will not look kindly on our evidence-free decision to make kids suffer the most. And they specifically cite some of the impacts of of increased anxiety, um, lack of social awareness and engagement by children, especially in these younger ages. And a lot of it's tied to mandating certain actions. Um, when you look at some of the policies around virtual learning, if you have overly expansive quarantine requirements, you're forcing kids into remote learning situations, which we know for a fact um, degrades their ability to, to learn, and we've seen this reflected in certain scores in certain areas. So look, let's. I think we should move past mask. We should move past mandating of mask and make sure that parents do what parents do best, which is make decisions for their children, um, taking into account their personal health situation, people they may live with um, in their surrounding community. So I will uh, I will leave it at that. The the other thing I do want to just wrap up on that she touched um, is is on critical race theory. I do want to applaud the state legislators taking on this issue, as she said, and we've we've heard this from some critics that well CRT is not being taught in the state. Nothing to see here. Why would we ban it? Why would you do this? But it would be naive to to think just because we're in a state like Mississippi that thankfully is under um, strong conservative leadership and the majority of folks uh, align with those conservative values and are very engaged at the local le- level. Um, we are lucky to live in a state like this. I have friends that live in states where that has not necessarily been the case, but it would still be naive of us to think that some of these national issues that are degrading the ability of children to get the education that they need to be successful, well-rounded adults in the world, it it would be naive of us to think that that couldn't happen here. And so it's important to take these extra steps and put in these protections. Um, And so I I just applaud the the legislators, um, particularly the authors of Senate Bill 2113, that would ban teaching that any sex, race, ethnicity, religion, or national origin is inherently superior or inferior, or that individual individuals should be adversely treated on the basis of their sex, race, ethnicity, religion, or national origin. Uh, we've got to protect our kids um, from these bad ideas that really are meant to do nothing but divide. And uh, certainly, certainly, we don't want to be teaching kids that at such an early age where it has such a negative impression.
All right, moving on. Um, I talked a little bit earlier about Joe Biden, our president, who um, has been lashing out in some pretty unexpected ways, um, sort of the the media covering for him. Um, But, you know, a couple weeks ago, Ryder, you may have remembered there was a big buildup for a great reset. Yeah, he's nodding his head. So, uh, oh yeah, it, it was that was the buzzword du jour for a while. Totally, and you know, in in uh, in political situations, you really only do a reset um, when you're facing major problems. Maybe your poll numbers are falling. Um, you're really losing the trust of the American people. When you're past the point of a pivot working exactly you're beyond the pivot you need the full-on reset um it was built up last week joe biden had a press conference on january 19th but i would say that it was uh it, it fell flat it was the reset that wasn't and he made a lot of claims uh that turns out just were not factually accurate um recall when Trump used to say just about anything, you had an army of fact checkers that used to immediately throw out information um, to try to rebut his claims. Well, in this administration, um, they seem to get a free pass and can just say things that are mischaracterizations or straight up lies. Um, the Daily Wire sat down with a congressman from Texas, Congressman Kevin Brady to go through some of these issues. And one of the claims that Biden was really touting was that, quote, uh, he, he claimed his administration had created six million new jobs, more jobs in one year than at any time before. So while, yes, the economy added six point one million do- jobs between the fourth quarter in 2020 um, and the fourth quarter of 2021, that's slightly fewer jobs than uh, was projected and would have been created if he had done nothing. So, Rhino, we'd be in a better position if President Biden hadn't done anything. Um, but the fact that he's been imposing certain policies, such such as vaccine mandates that luckily have been largely thrown out by the courts, it still has chilled the workforce from um, growing and developing in ways. Yet he's still out there trying to tout that as something um, that, is, that that he has done and that is good. And he's really just getting in the way of progress that would otherwise occur, but for him uh, interfering with an economy that was on the rebound um, and largely in response to a lot of the work that was done in the previous administration. You know, another claim that he made was that unemployment rate dropped to 3.9%. Um, and look, this is nationally speaking. While this is true, uh, the problem facing the na- nation is not so much unemployment as job vacancies and a depressed labor market. Um, one of the biggest issues we're dealing with right now is small business pessimism is at a 48-year low and economic optimism by families has just fallen through the floor. Um, it's it's problematic when your small businesses, these are the engines of your local economy, aren't very aren't very optimistic about the future. You know, another big issue that he touched on was child poverty. He claimed that it had dropped nearly 40 percent, the biggest drop ever in American history. Uh, well, it turns out that this number is purely speculative and based on a speculative analysis of uh, Biden's reinvented tax credit. Um, and it went on to say that uh, one of the groups that that checked this, um, the left wing 
of all people, the left-wing People's Policy Project found that 90% of some of the most poor kids hadn't even been contacted by the IRS, IRS, which is the necessary connection for purposes of actually reducing um, child poverty in this country. So uh, to say that the president's a little out of touch, he's a little delusional, um, the more and more we get readouts of some of the things that he said. And the problem with this stuff, too, Rhino, is that this is prepared remarks. A lot of this is prepared remarks from from his staff that's really calling the shots, um, like I mentioned earlier. So uh, it's not only disingenuous from the president, but from um, his own team that is working things behind the scene. It'd be one thing if it was just one guy getting all this wrong, but it's an entire administration getting it so, so wrong. Yeah, and, and coordinated efforts to try uh, to to mislead the American people. All right, folks, stay tuned. We've got more coming up, including an interview with Sid Salter to go over the state of the state address from Governor Reeves. Um, stay tuned, and I'll see you after the break. At Alliance Ag Risk Management, our slogan is hope for the best, prepare for the worst. Whether it's using our bottom line ag app to create a personalized crop marketing plan, partnering with our agents to identify the right policy to minimize risk against the perils of high value production, or just having someone to talk to in a time of need, we're dedicated to coming alongside you to take emotion out of the equation and maximize your hard-earned profits. Alliance Ag Risk Management, hope for the best, prepare for the worst. When the power goes out, your life is disrupted. Heat, air conditioning, refrigeration, phones, all gone. Be prepared for the next outage with a Generac Home Standby Generator. After sensing a power outage, a Generac Generator automatically restores your home's power, whether you're home or away. Power your life with a Generac Home Standby Generator. In Central Mississippi, contact Generator Technologies at 601-862-3419. That's 601-862-3419 or online at generator-tec.com. Guys, have Viagra and Cialis let you down? It can get you to the point where you think your best days are behind you. Well, think again. If you suffer from any type of erectile dysfunction, regardless of your age or medical history, Innovative Health Clinic in Ridgeland can help. Their treatment options work without pain, needles, surgery, or medications, and no downtime using the latest proven technology. Call 601-944-5585 or visit InnovativeHealthClinic.net for an appointment today. RJ's Outboard Sales and Service is your central Mississippi boating headquarters. RJ's offers top-of-the-line brands like Skeeter, Warrior, Eagle, G3, Express, and Bennington Pontoon Boats, all powered by Yamaha Outboards. RJ's Outboard, 1208 Old Fannin Road in Brandon, the dealership that's service built. The best made-to-order lunch in Northeast Jackson is at 4th & Gold Sports Cafe. Homestyle plates full of catfish, shrimp, and rib tips, just to name a few. Eat in or carry out, DoorDash or Grubhub. Call 769-208-8283. Once again, 769-208-8283. This is the opening agri-market report. The open of the New York Cotton Exchange, March cotton was up 41 to 121.33. May cotton was up 45 to 118.89. The open of the Chicago Board Trade March soybeans were up ten and a quarter to fourteen seventeen and a half per bushel. May soybeans were up ten and a half to fourteen twenty six and a half per bushel. March corn was down a penny to six nineteen per bushel. May corn was down a penny to six seventeen and three quarters per bushel. 
At the Mercantile, April live cattle was up 197 to 142.07. June live cattle was up 170 to 137.12. March feeders up 210 to 161.95. April feeders up $2 to 167.27. At the open, the Dow Jones up 195 points, 34,493. I'm Dixon Williams, and this is Super Talk Mississippi Agri News Network. Defense wins championships. And when growing cotton, a strong defense delivers the strongest yield potential. So play to win with Bullguard 3 Extend Flex Cotton. It offers proven insect and weed control, and it's backed by the Roundup Ready Extend Crop System. Get defense that delivers without compromise. Learn more about Bullguard 3 Extend Flex Cotton at B3XF.com. Always read and follow IRM, grain marketing, and all other stewardship practices and pesticide label directions. Performance may vary. The formula for success is a simple one. Put strong in, get strong out. That's why cotton growers looking to improve yield potential plant Delta Pine brand cotton, featuring 100 years of proven yield potential and exclusive genetics in every bag. Strong is a legacy all its own. Protect yours with strong cotton from Delta Pine. Always read and follow IRM where applicable grain marketing and all other stewardship practices and pesticide label directions. Arm yourself with everything you need to take on your day. Wake up with Gallo tomorrow on 97.3 FM, Super Talk Mississippi. Properly set all controls before recording. All systems go. The talk that keeps Mississippi talking. Middays with Gerard Gibbert on Super Talk Mississippi. Middays. I'm guest host Mandy Unisakara here at the Trustmark Studio. So glad you have joined us and just want to remind you that there is a ton of content from Super Talk Mississippi on our new YouTube channel. Just search Super Talk Mississippi on YouTube or go to supertalk.fm slash YouTube. Now be sure and subscribe for free to get the latest scoop on what's happening in Mississippi's news, politics, sports, and the good things happening here in this great state. All right, during the break, Rhino uh, read me into a radical change or makeover, rather, um, that is occurring in the Snow White Disney space. Rhino, fill us in on what's happening. Yeah, Disney has been on a, a trend recently of going back and taking their animated classics and turning them into live-action feature films. And you've seen stuff like The Jungle Book with all the talking animals, and it was actually pretty good. And you've had The Lion King that broke all kinds of box office records. and Aladdin. Oh, yeah, Aladdin. And now they've got Snow White coming out. Okay. Well... With the current climate, with social justice and all that, they were thinking, all right, let's be more progressive with Snow White. So they cast a Latina actress to portray Snow White. And they're thinking, all right, cool, we'll pat ourselves on the back. We're being really progressive until probably one of the most famous little people in Hollywood at the time, right now, Peter Dinklage. He's famous for playing Tyrion Lannister in the Game of Thrones series. Yeah, yeah. 
big deal in Hollywood. He comes out in an interview and he goes, how can you say you're being progressive when you've got these seven dwarves living in a cave? Is that not dwarfist? That's that's being prejudiced against little people. And it got so much traction that Disney has now come out and said, look, 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 look whoa, whoa, whoa. We're not going to have the seven dwarves. We're going to have seven magical creatures. And we're going to talk to the dwarf community about how we can include the, the needs of little people into this story. But I'm thinking, at what point does it quit being Snow White and the seven dwarves I, and you've just come up with a new story? Yeah, that, what, it, what are we talking totally about? It's totally fine, but how much of the original story do you have left and you still call it by the same name? Yeah, I... Uh, it it isn't Snow White. It's something completely different. Maybe they should just um, be a little creative. I know they're into remaking things these days, but Which, I mean, we've seen creativity just blow up recently with the Encanto movie. Exactly. But we've also seen how the bigwigs in charge greatly misjudged the popularity of certain characters because little girls didn't want to buy the pretty girl from Encanto. They wanted the strong girl from Encanto, and they didn't make a whole lot of strong girl toys. Luisa. I'm very familiar with uh, um, Isabella and Marisa uh, and Luisa. Sorry. Um, that is just a side note, a very, very good movie. But you're right. Disney has the ability to be creative and positive and tell these amazing stories um, that are tied to perspectives that historically um, haven't been covered by Disney movies. But trying to remake Snow White and turning it into something completely different that doesn't even resemble the original storyline or its characters um that seems that seems a little uh seems a little crazy um wasn't it it i think president trump said something uh that is fitting here something along the lines of everything uh the wokesters touch turns to sh oh yeah yeah yeah. The, the nicer way to say it is go woke, go broke. <laughs> go woke, go broke. Yeah, certainly. Um, well, that is uh, that's unfortunate. I will probably not be taking my children to go see this newer rendition of Snow White. Um, and we, we will stick to the Encanto. Um, well, look, we've got a little bit of breaking news here, Rhino. Um, the the Senate has just passed the medical marijuana bill. Yeah, um, the Senate has taken up the conference report uh, on Senate Bill 2095 that would enact the Mississippi Medical Cannabis Act. And uh, after a roll call vote, it was 46 A's or I's. <laughs> Four nays, one present not voting, and one absent. So they have done their duty in the Senate. It's now up to the House, and they are expected to deal with that in the House sometime this afternoon. Well, that is good to know because we have two individuals who could speak very eloquently on this issue. Um, First, we're going to have Sid Salter after the break, who's going to talk about the state of the state speech that Governor Tate Reeves gave um, yesterday evening in front of the state capitol. And then after that, uh, we have State Senator Brig. Hobbs, Hobson, excuse me, Briggs Hobson, uh, who will be coming in. He can give us the readout on the marijuana vote, um, as well as other priorities that are playing out in the Senate. So this is perfect timing. All right, folks, y'all stay tuned on the other end of this. We've got a short break and we'll be back with Sid.
home for Ole Miss sports. WFMN Flora Jackson. Super Talk Mississippi. Powered by your tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros. 601-345-8090. Foster. The American embassy in Ukraine is advising any Americans in the country to consider leaving now with Russian troops amassed on the border. Ukraine's foreign minister, Dmitry Kaleba, says the goal of Russian President Vladimir Putin is destabilization. And that scenario is certainly imminent. It's already taking place by spreading panic, by uh, putting pressure on the Ukrainian financial system, by conducting uh, cyber attacks against Ukraine. Russian, Ukrainian, German and French diplomats are holding talks today in Paris aimed at de-escalation. A sub-variant of the Omicron coronavirus strain spreading, now the dominant version in Denmark. The current Omicron variant is BA1, but BA2 is now showing up in parts of Asia, Europe, and a few places in the U.S. Viruses are constantly mutating, and so far there is no evidence that BA2 is more contagious or more severe than BA1. Fox's Trace Gallagher. America's listening to Fox News. This is Home Answers Radio, and my guest today is Trey Jackson of Bulldog Construction. Trey, if a business has uneven sidewalks, they're asking for trouble. Would you agree? Lynn, they are. It's a trip hazard and it needs to be fixed. Our foam technology can level those uneven walks without having to lay down any new concrete. Much easier and more affordable. Trey, my wife tripped over one of those and skinned her knee up. She was fortunate. Call Bulldog Construction at 601-853-4242. Liberty Mutual Insurance Company presents... And does. Don't you just love the smell of old books? This is a library. Sorry, ma'am. We're looking for a book titled Liberty Mutual Customizes Your Car Insurance So You Only Pay for What You Need. I don't think we carry that, but check nonfiction. It really does devour literature. Please leave. Only pay for what you need. Liberty, 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 liberty. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. It's been almost 20 years since Elizabeth Smart was kidnapped and held captive for nine months. In that time, the sexual abuse survivor has created the Elizabeth Smart Foundation, a resource for others like herself. She'll be speaking at Singing River Health System's What the Health event Friday on the coast. For ticket information, log on to SingingRiverHealthSystem.com. Vote on the medical marijuana bill is expected today with lawmakers working out their differences in committee. Then the veto-proof bill would go to the governor's desk. Ken Newberger, the executive director of the Mississippi Medical Association, told us that potential business owners have a lot of work ahead. Everything will be done in-state, and a lot of processing plants and testing facilities are really looking at um, you know what equipment to buy. He's hopeful patients will start receiving their medicine in January or February of next year. For Super Talk Mississippi News, I'm Kelly Bennett. Prevention providers such as insurance agents and doctors are necessary, but they're not free. Another is 811. By calling 811 before you dig, pull a stump, or erect a mailbox, you could be preventing a call to 911. This service is free, and free is a beautiful thing. Hello, I'm Sam Johnson from Mississippi 811. Call 811 two days before you dig, and let's have zero damages, zero injuries. Why is agriculture so important to the Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation? Well, one out of every four jobs in our state depends on agriculture, and it's a $7.35 billion industry for our state. That's a billion with a B. When Mississippi farmers thrive, we all thrive. You can bet the farm on it. 
To learn more about the Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation, visit us online at msfb.org. The state Senate approved a bill aimed at preventing the teaching of critical race theory in public schools Friday. It was not without controversy. The chamber's black legislators chose not to participate, walking out prior to the 32-2 vote. Senator Michael McClendon, who sponsored the bill, outlined its intent. We are not going to allow any child to be told that they are superior or inferior what inherently uh, because of their race, sex, religion, ethnicity, or national origin. If CRT were taught, which the Department of Education says is not happening, then funding would be cut. The two no votes were cast by the state's only two white Democratic senators. Senate Democratic leader Derek Simmons explained the protest, saying lawmakers can't afford to spend time taking up issues that don't exist. The bill is headed to the House, where Speaker Philip Gunn has expressed his support. I'm Kelly Bennett. Hey, it's Richard Cross from Sports Talk Mississippi. Don't miss the college football fix every day at 5 o'clock, driven by Ford and your local Mississippi Ford dealers. Speaking of Ford, the trucks of the future were built for everyone. The Ford F-Series, America's best-selling trucks for 44 years straight. Built for performance and capability on and off-road. The trucks of the future are not built for a few. They are built for America. Ford F-Series. Drive one today. Stop by your local Mississippi Ford dealer for more details. MTV is celebrating 40 years, and Grammy Museum Mississippi invites you to explore the history of this iconic exhibit. Take a trip back to the beginning with artifacts and interviews with four remaining MTV VJs. Enjoy memorabilia from Michael Jackson to Bon Jovi with historical moments in MTV programming along with interactives and more. To learn more about the MTV Turns 40, I Still Want My MTV Exhibit, and other monthly programs and events, visit GrammyMuseumMS.org. Tune in to Good Things with me, Rebecca Turner. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour, weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m., right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. Welcome to the show that challenges you to think deeply, to think deeply. and look beyond political posturing. You're listening to Middays with Gerard Gibbert here on Super Talk Mississippi. Good morning, mid-morning, and welcome back to Middays. I'm Mandy Gunasegra, guest hosting here in the Super Talk station, here at the Super Talk station in the Trustmark studio. Goodness, I got my tongue twisted there for a second. Um, now, Super Talk Mississippi is letting your voice be heard. Super Talk Mississippi is opening up the phone lines so we can hear what you have to say. You can call in to Super Talk Mississippi phone line 888-808-8637. And I would also remind you, you can always text us in if you don't want to talk. Uh, the C Spire text line 601-879-4395. We've been getting some really great commentary that I want to get into later. But first, um, I would like to go to our next interview. Um, we've got Sid Salter here with us. Welcome, sir. How are you? 
I'm well. How are you, Mandy? I'm doing quite well. Now, yesterday evening in front of the state capitol, uh, Governor Reeves delivered the 2022 State of the State Address. He laid out a lot of things we can be proud of, as well as areas where he will work to improve. Um, now, Sid, you've covered a lot of the state of the states in the past. Was there anything, uh, what was your general take, and then did anything stand out to you with regard to the governor's third state of the state address? Well, I thought uh, Governor Reeves in his third state of the state address uh, had a comfort level with uh, with the venue and with the message that he was delivering that uh, perhaps stronger than he's had before, uh, confident in his uh, message. Um, one phrase from the governor's uh, rather lengthy state of the state that uh, reverberated with me was that uh, when he said, we are governing in a time of plenty, uh, that's perhaps never been more true uh, in Mississippi and frankly in most states around the country uh, as it is today. Uh, during the during the Trump administration through the Families First, Cares Act, Response and Relief Act, about $360 billion dollars uh, spent uh, uh, bolstering state and local governments. And then the uh, ARPA funds that are uh, available now, uh, you know, you're, you're looking at about $350 billion to state and local governments out of that. Uh, and there's also another $269 billion uh, that was uh, spent on stimulus checks to individuals. And, of course, state and local governments get the benefit of that in the form of sales taxes or the use taxes uh, when people take those funds and spend them. So uh, there, there is a lot of money available uh, in state government and local governments that uh, hasn't been there before. Uh, Lieutenant Governor Delbert Hoseman has talked about the opportunity with uh, ARPA funds and uh, some of these other funds cumulatively to have uh, generational, transformational uh, change. Uh, And I think as a person with a financial background, Governor Reeves is keenly aware uh, of the opportunity before the state uh, at this time. and I think his speech reflected that. Mandy, the other uh, thing that I would note out of the governor's speech, uh, over over the course of my career, we went from uh, sort of a monolithic uh, democratic state government to now a monolithic Republican state government. Uh, all the uh, statewide elected officials, uh, super majorities in the legislature, so that's represented a lot of change. Uh, historically, in the past, when Republicans first uh, came to power, state of the state addresses uh, really pointed up the contrast between the two parties. Uh, and no issue begged that question more than education. Well, Governor Reeves talked about the fact that uh, you know his administration and the Republican majority uh, in the legislature, 
uh, has made great strides in uh, the numbers uh, that measure the success of public education in Mississippi. And he was talking in terms of uh, significant, meaningful pay raises for public school teachers. And so uh, in the Democratic response to the governor's uh, state of the state address, the Democrats on education uh, were sort of left to say uh, something to the tune of, we're glad the Republicans have joined with us uh, in supporting these issues. But as Governor Reeves pointed out, uh, the Republicans have uh, compiled a pretty good track record. And if they're able to make good on the teacher pay raise, this will be a, a banner year for public education uh, in Mississippi. Still a lot of challenges and still a lot of issues to be addressed, but that was one strong point. One issue that uh, was not heard in the state of the state was uh, Medicaid expansion. And of course, there is still strong support uh, in some circles in the state for Medicaid expansion. Rural hospitals across the state uh, have uh, pleaded for that as a means to stabilize the budgets of these uh, hospitals. Uh, increasingly, and not just in Mississippi, but around the country, the state-of-the-state state addresses uh, have become uh, more partisan uh, sort of on a national uh, level, even though we're talking about state issues. Uh Again, in the government we have in Mississippi uh, with uh, Republican control, Medicaid expansion politically uh, is, is still a non-starter. Uh, governor's office, majority of the legislature, uh, it's, it's just not, uh, the support for it is just not there, although the uh, economic arguments can be made uh, for it, but it's, it's politically a non-starter. And so, you see in uh, gubernatorial state of the state addresses the same thing you see when the president gives the state of the union address. Uh, there's always that partisan uh, uh, prism that you look through to see how uh, the people in power deal with these uh, issues. Uh, I thought uh, another uh, strong point uh, for the governor outside of of addressing this whole idea of governing in a time of plenty. Uh, you know, there have been many state of the states I've covered where the state was struggling to pay its bills and to not have to cut programs and uh, to, to make really painful decisions. The, the state of the state right now from a fiscal standpoint uh, has rarely been, uh, rarely if ever, been stronger and so we're not agonizing over budget cuts uh, right now. We're agonizing over uh, right-sizing programs. We're agonizing over uh, things that are drains on the budget, like uh, the Department of Corrections and the state prison system. The governor talked about uh, the hiring of Burl Kane and the impact that Burl Kane has had on uh, corrections. Uh, more action will be required by the legislature to make a significant impact on what the taxpayers are investing in incarcerating prisoners, whether they want to continue to do that at the at the current cost or whether they want to try programs to reduce the number of incarcerated uh, Mississippians. And so uh, all of those issues uh, stacked, 
I, I thought the governor had a had a very uh, strong state of the state message. I think it was generally well received by his supporters and uh, received as one would think it would be by his uh, political opponents. But uh, with the whole concept of governing in a time of plenty, look, it's easier to govern when you have the money to put behind the programs. And right. Uh, right now, Mississippi is in that position. Well, it, it certainly is a shift from from the past. And I, it struck me, too, that there wasn't much of a difference, at least between the, the first half of the Democrat response, um, where they were focusing on education as well. It really seems like this is the issue where there is momentum. There is bipartisan consensus. There are still some issues that have to be worked out, um, some pertaining to curriculum and things along those lines. But with regard to supporting the teachers and recognizing the very important role educators have um, within the state, not just the economy, but the children, um, that that really rang true to me through his through his speech. Um, Sid, I'll, I'll give you the last word. We've got a few few minutes left. Um, anything else that stood out to you with regard to the governor's uh, state of the state last night? Uh, I, I thought the overall tone was uh, congenial and uh, expressed a desire and a willingness to work with the leadership of the House and the Senate. There are there are several issues where there is still disagreement between mm-hmm. the two chambers, right. uh, and there is a consensus to be reached. Uh, but rarely in legislative sessions do uh, all the issues get resolved, and uh, everybody join hands and sing kumbaya so that's right uh, there's still some work to be done there but uh, all in all i thought it was a good night for good Hey, this is Bob, and if you're like me, you like dealing with local people. Majestic Metals was founded in Mississippi in 1954 and are headquartered right in Gluckstadt. For complete metal building systems and steel roofing and siding, call the hometown folks. Majestic Metals, 800-647-8540 or online at MajesticMetalsINC.com. This is Beth with the range by Jimmy Primo's here in Gluckstadt. My dad Jimmy is off hunting again, so I decided to start 2022 by extending the 20% discount on our annual memberships and 15 to 20% off on our firearm classes including our firearm simulator that is great for friends and family wanting to try their skills at real life home defense scenarios or good old firearm competition come see us soon Here's John and Rachel Ravenstein. Love has its own special timing, doesn't it? When you're ready, you both just know it. So how about this Valentine's Day? Can you think of a better time to get engaged? Guys, it's perfect. Come to Juniker Jewelry Company, where you'll find ten times the selection of diamonds, diamond engagement rings, and wedding bands you'll find in average jewelry stores. Beautiful, affordable engagement rings she'll love, complete with your center diamonds starting under $2,000. With Juniker's interest-free, flexible financing, you can give her a one-carat diamond for as little as $84 a month with approved credit. And whatever your budget, I promise... We can make it happen. You see, guys, love has its own timing, and maybe that time for you is now. This Valentine's, come to Junikers. When you're ready, we're ready. Juniker Jewelry Company, Mississippi's direct diamond importer. From anywhere in Mississippi, we're at 1485 Highland Colony Parkway, just south of 463 in Madison, and junikerjewelry.com. Speaking to all men. 
If you're a stickler about your ride or your car looking just right, then why don't you take better care of yourself? Man Up MD is a concierge medical clinic tailor-made for men of all ages. We offer convenient same-day appointments with personalized primary care and treatment plans designed for you to reclaim your energy and performance. Man Up MD can have you tuned up and ready for rocking down the highway. Check us out online at menshealthms.com. I'm Lauren McGraw with Gotta Go. Have you got bathroom restoration or construction going on? Well, we've got you covered with deluxe luxury restrooms with air conditioning, LED lights, radio, Bluetooth, and all the amenities for your needs. When you've got to go, you've got to go. Gotta Go, 601-879-3969. At Fillmore Buick GMC, we strive to make buying your next vehicle easy and take care of you long after you drive off the lot. That means upfront and honest pricing, doing everything we can to make the time you spend in the deal as short or as long as you need. It means we understand that purchasing a vehicle is more than just a transaction for you. We want you to enjoy the experience as much as we appreciate your business. Find your next Buick, GMC, or pre-owned vehicle at FillmoreBuickGMC.com. Fillmore Buick GMC. You drive everything we do. Hey, it's Richard Gross. Be sure to catch Sports Talk Mississippi, your new home for the best sports coverage right here in the Magnolia State. Every day from 3 until 6, right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. The talk that keeps Mississippi talking. We're rolling. Hit it. Go. Play it. Middays with Gerard Gibbert on Super Talk Mississippi. Rhino's easing us in to the middle of the 11 o'clock hour. Welcome back. We're so happy you have joined us. I'm Mandy Gunasekara, guest host for Middays today. And I'm excited with our next interview. Um, we've got Senator Briggs Hobson, who is joining us from the Capitol. Senator, how are you? Virtually. There we go. Yes, virtually. There you are. We had just a little bit of a connection issue, but um, we're very, very glad you have joined us. Um, I understand your schedule is pretty compressed, so really just want to jump right in to um, one of the issues, the American Rescue Plan Act that was passed last year. Mississippi received a reported $1.8 billion from the federal government. And since then, uh, state lawmakers like yourself have been busy discussing how best to spend this money in the state. Um, now, I don't believe you just heard our previous interview, but we had a well-known individual throughout the state, Sid Salter, talking about the governor's state of the state address and how the takeaway was we are living in in a time of plenty, which is an interesting and somewhat different position to be in um, from the perspective of the state's leadership. But this past week, the Mississippi Senate um, just about unanimously approved the spending uh, $177.3 million of the America Rescue Plan Act, or ARPA, money. Um, now, you are involved in the development of these plans. A common theme surrounding these discussions is the desire to make long-lasting investments. We keep hearing about generational investments. Can you just read us in a little bit uh, to, to what exactly does that mean and, and how are you planning to use this money um, to make long-term investments uh, that will last generations, uh, throughout generations of Mississippians? 
Sure, Mandy. Let me just, for background purposes, of course, the first tranche of the funds came through in May of 2021 after we had adjourned sine die last year. And the second tranche, the other $900 million will come about May of 2022, roughly a year from the date of the first uh, disbursement. And what we were out of session, of course, and, and in the offseason, uh, the lieutenant governor and I got together and we decided that we needed to put together a committee that would really study uh, and look at the needs of the agencies, look at the needs of our cities and counties and communities, look at the other private sector interests that might benefit, as you said, and others have said, generational or transformational type changes in the state. And we uh, we both agreed John Polk, my vice chair in appropriations, would be a perfect person to lead that committee. And he and the other senators uh, uh, Frazier, Butler, Michelle, Parks, Williams, and DeBar uh, all worked really hard. And I sat in on most of those meetings as well as the lieutenant governor. And really what we've tried to do, uh, and I say we, it's, it's Senator Polk, of course, Charity, but we've all been involved to a certain extent to make sure that we're looking at projects. And sometimes they may not even be seen. For instance, water and sewer is a great example. Uh, there's going to be a significant amount of money that will go into water and sewer projects in the state. And, you know, sometimes those are underground, you never see them, but they're the things that you won't have to worry about for the next 30, 40, 50 years. Uh, and that's the kind of stuff we're talking about generational. Uh, I think you can also see uh, a good bit of money going into some things, at least in the Senate, we've we've talked about mental health, some areas that we really need to shore up mental health and child protective services. Uh, we've had a, a federal lawsuit pending for years about some of the things that we need to do better in child protective services. And this gives us an opportunity to help uh, bring uh, some of the backlog that's that has existed in child protective services uh, up to speed and, and hopefully get us outside of this federal lawsuit and have things running like they should be. We've got other areas, uh, tourism. I think you'll see some funds going to tourism. Also, there'll be a significant amount of funding going to uh, a, a few other places. You know, there were four categories, broadband, really four general, I call it broadband, water and sewer, health-related, and you're going to see a lot of money going to health specifically to try to get more practitioners, nurses, doctors, physicians, respiratory therapists, other uh, allied health professionals into the market because we have a shortage of people right now, uh, and that's and that's a big issue for us in Mississippi. Well, certainly, and look, it's music to my ears to hear about uh, priority of investment in water and sewer systems. I would say my experience uh, serving at the U.S. Environmental Protection Agency, um, when these type of systems break down, it can really wreak havoc. And then my experience growing up in a, a teeny tiny little town like Decatur, Mississippi, um, where you, you don't necessarily have the tax base to support the high cost and the, the, the high degree of capital it takes to fix these sorts of issues. Um, I, I just believe it's a very smart move to invest in these types of issues and I'm really proud yeah, I thought I detected the Decatur accent yeah <laughs> it's that East Central accent <laughs> a little bit different than the Vicksburg type um, so, uh, right. <laughs> so and also on the, the nursing the nursing shortage so you'll be investing these dollars uh, so once you once you release these funds um, do the cities and states immediately have access will there be a period of implementing regulations? Do people have to apply for it? Can you walk me through a little bit of the process um, once these funds are technically released? Sure. This is where it may get a little bit difficult for most listeners because sometimes it's hard, unless you're involved in, in the legislative process, it's hard to understand how this goes. Essentially, the Senate's putting forward 13 categories of, of uh, expenditures. 
uh, you know, the biggest of which is going to be the water and sewer. That's about $750 million that we're proposing. Others are specific things like the mental health and child protective services that I mentioned that are also big projects. Those will come through a normal appropriate, the latter two will come through a normal appropriations process. Those funds, we've got an, an appropriations bill specifically for them that says this will go to this agency. And we've identified um, uh, through the, our discussions with mental health and CPS what the needs are. The things like water and sewer will have a general bill, a process they'll have to go through. So we're going to create a law that says this is how you access these funds. And for instance, I'm just going to, this is hypothetically because none of this has been decided. And I want the listeners to know, obviously, we're going to pass things in the Senate. It has to go down to the House. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, they'll pass it pretty quickly, too, and we we can get it out to the people. But water and sewer, by way of example, would be one where we're going to set up a matching process, and likely it'll be DEQ or some other Department of Health, one of the two, that will actually be the administering agency. They may contract with another group that actually looks at applications. Uh, there'll be a process in, in the water and sewer where the cities, counties, and the rurals will have to put up some matching funds for the uses that they want and make sure it qualifies, of course, within the guidelines. But mm-hmm. uh, So it depends on the area. I, I guess that's the – I gave you a long answer for really what could have been true. It depends on what – bucket of funds you're going to as to how complicated hopefully none of it's complicated but you know whether you've got to follow certain steps first well there's always more to the process um that i think most folks uh would would want there to be so it's it's good to let folks know um what are the next steps once you all agree to the actual plan now i imagine you've been talking closely and working with your house colleagues on this and so once it's sent over do you expect that it it will get through the house rather expeditiously well i want to back up to what i said earlier senator polk was the chair of the uh ad hoc committee that the lieutenant governor and i created Mm -hmm. uh so i'm I'm letting him take the lead on those discussions and i think he's had some discussions with jason white and um uh, who's the pro tem over in the house and and maybe one or two others about some of the things that we're looking at in the senate but uh, i've not been involved i've got so many other things going with the regular appropriations process and other general bills that I'm thankful to have a guy like Senator John Polk who does a great job to be able to take the lead on on the some of the details that you're discussing and asking about. Yeah, no, certainly. Well, and just to switch gears really quick, uh, we we just saw that the Senate passed the medical marijuana bill. Um, could you just tell us a little bit about that? And then what's it's got to go over to the House. What's the expected timing of getting something like that through and, and finally across the finish line? Yeah, well, this is the conference report that was passed. What happened is we passed a bill over the first week of session or, or thereabouts and took it down to the, went to the House. They made a few changes. Uh, the, um, the, the conference was invited. In other words, the two chambers decided they couldn't quite agree on everything, but the conference between three House and three Senate conferees took place, I think, yesterday. And today, Senator Bryan presented the, uh, the, the full body of the Senate, the changes that were made. And, and frankly, just to be quick, because I could talk about this for a while, the, the big changes were, one, they removed the language on the commercial, using commercial uh, property in cities and counties. Two was they uh, changed the dosage amount down from 3.5 grams to 3 grams. And then the third thing was removing the Department of Agriculture. I've got real concerns about how that's going to work. I mean, it seems like Department of Agriculture would have been the perfect place for them to look at the cultivation and the growing part. Uh, apparently, I'm told that the Department of Health is going to have to contract with somebody else to do that. It, it's um, that that part has me a little uh, 
not concerned. Yeah, I guess it is concerned a little bit. Just, just confused as to why uh, that would not be the appropriate entity to utilize for the growing part of the uh, ag. But that change was made, and, and I, you know, sometimes when you get these conference reports, they're not perfect, but they're, they're, the, you got to take it all or, or, or take none of it, and that's kind of what we were left with today. Well, it certainly is a give and take. Um, well, uh, it, I think folks have long awaited the progression of that issue, so um, it's good to see that moving through. Uh, Senator Hobson, thank you so much for joining us today and walking us through the state of the ARPA funds and reading us into the recent movement on medical marijuana. I hope you are off to a great day. And for our listeners out there, stay tuned. We have more after the break. From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint cutting needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, sunny skies, high near 46. Tonight, mostly clear, low around 24. Thursday, sunny skies, high near 50 degrees. Thursday evening, partly cloudy skies, low around 31. And finally, Friday, mostly sunny, high near 50 degrees. This weather forecast has been brought to you by our friends at RJ's Outboard Sales and Service at 1208 Old Fannin Road. RJ's Outboard Sales and Service, your Yamaha Outboard dealer in Brandon. When the power goes out, your life is disrupted. Heat, air conditioning, refrigeration, phones, all gone. Be prepared for the next outage with a Generac Home Standby Generator. After sensing a power outage, a Generac Generator automatically restores your home's power, whether you're home or away. Power your life with a Generac Home Standby Generator. In Central Mississippi, contact Generator Technologies at 601-862-3419. That's 601-862-3419 or online at generator-tec.com. Sleep. Worrying about low CD rates? Do I have enough money to retire? Is my principal safe? IRAs. Don't worry, I can help. And you can sleep better too. Call David Cox. Direct. 601-594-8977. 601-594-8977. Now. Hi, this is Thomas Trammell with Family Termite, and I have an important message for you. After this year's record-breaking snowstorm, termites will most likely be swarming in historical numbers in an effort to recolonize and replace parts of their colonies ravished by the extreme weather. Family Termite offers free termite initial inspections and competitive pricing. Call Family Termite today at 601-933-1014 and let us protect your home because we hate termites more than you do. Green Home Solutions is a proud VIP sponsor of the Handyman Show on Super Talk Mississippi. Whether you're a proud DIYer or a seasoned veteran, Buddy Slowick has the answers to your home improvement questions each Saturday from 10 till noon. Family. What does family mean to you? At Carter Sledge Family Dentistry, we value family. As a father-daughter team, Drs. Michael Carter and Katherine Carter Sledge are committed to helping you achieve your most beautiful smile. Go to cartersledgedental.com to meet our team, take a virtual tour, and make an appointment. Carter Sledge Family Dentistry on Lake Harbor Drive in Ridgeland. Come be a part of our family. 
in the metro area, the houses talk. Hey, Jan, how's it going today? Hey, Barney. You're not sold yet? No, my shutters need replacing, my floors need unbuckling, my boudoirs need updating. Well, my person called Will White with the price, and Will White said the price was right. No updating, no nothing. I'm sold as of tomorrow. Call Will White. He buys houses. 601-401-4323. 601-401-4323. Or online at homebuyersms.com. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. It's been almost 20 years since Elizabeth Smart was kidnapped and held captive for nine months. In that time, the sexual abuse survivor has created the Elizabeth Smart Foundation, a resource for others like herself. She'll be speaking at Singing River Health System's What the Health event Friday on the coast. For ticket information, log on to SingingRiverHealthSystem.com. A vote on the medical marijuana bill is expected today with lawmakers working out their differences in committee, then the veto-proof bill would go to the governor's desk. Ken Newberger, the executive director of the Mississippi Medical Association, told us that potential business owners have a lot of work ahead. Everything will be done in-state, and a lot of processing plants and testing facilities are really looking at um, you know, what equipment to buy. He's hopeful patients will start receiving their medicine in January or February of next year. For Super Talk Mississippi News, I'm Kelly Bennett. Bad internet is bad for business. We've all been there. Lagging video chats, slow downloads. Oh, come on. It's just not a good look. Instead, call Ceasefire Business. Our local experts deliver gigabit speeds backed by thousands of miles of fiber for the fastest, most reliable internet around. Period. No excuses, no apologies. Just fiber fast internet that works. Ceasefire Business. See how our fiber solutions can help power your success at ceasefirebusiness.com. Before the action begins, make sure your bets are in. Every hit. This ball is crushed. Every point. Who are they giving to? Sportsbook at Golden Moon Casino revolutionizes the fan experience. On your phone, casino kiosk, at the timeout lounge. Don't just be a fan, be a player, be a winner. Get to Sportsbook at Golden Moon Casino. We're not just fans, we're here to play. Mississippi News doesn't sleep, and neither do we. At supertalk.fm, you get news from all over the state. From stories to keep you safe, to legislation that could affect your bank account, to weather reports to help you better plan your weekend. Plus, find in-depth interviews with the newsmakers in the Supertalk podcast archives. And everything Mississippi sports. Your Mississippi News. All the time, on air and online at supertalk.fm.fm. Is everybody ready? I'm ready. Ready here. Middays with Gerard Gibbert on Super Talk Mississippi. All right. Welcome back. I'm so glad you have joined us here on Middays. I'm Mandy Gunasekara, guest host for today's program. Um, just want to let you know that you can now get just about every Super Talk Mississippi show on your favorite podcast app. The Gallo Show, Middays with Gerard Gibbert, Good Things, Sports Talk Mississippi, along with favorites like Thunder and Lightning, The Rebel Report, The Eagle Hour, and many more Super Talk Mississippi podcasts are available. Just search for Super Talk on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, or anywhere you listen to podcasts. All right. 
Um, oh, we've got a little bit of breaking news here that just came out. This is uh, it's a really big deal. So I'll just let you know what it is in case you haven't yet seen announcements. Um, we've got a report that Justice U.S. Supreme Court Justice Stephen Breyer has announced he is retiring. Um, is that that's right, Rhino? It's it's out there now. In a- oh yeah, the only people that seem to be mom on it are the White House. Interesting, interesting. Well, I can't imagine that they would be surprised by something by this, but. Also, having talked about how detached they seem to be from the American people, perhaps uh, they are detached from something like this, too. But, you know, my read on this is, one, this is going to be a, a very big deal. Any Supreme Court nomination and then going through that process, it's going to suck a lot of energy um, out of the Senate. Uh, it's it's interesting timing because the rest of the White House's priorities have been stalled in the Senate. So it's uh, it's convenient that the justice is now announcing um, his retirement so they can shift away from the fact that they weren't able to get the build back better or it's more rightly described as the build back broke bill, um, that that has failed and that their voting rights efforts failed. Now they're going to be focusing on replacing Stephen Breyer. The other takeaway, just my initial read on this, is Democrats are really feeling the forthcoming red wave dynamic, and they are not confident at all in going into the midterms. Um, they most most folks uh, know that the House will flip. Um, now you can't get too too cocky about these sorts of things. You do have to stay humble and and uh, keep working hard if you're on the side of the Republicans. But nonetheless, um, you know, if things keep going the way they are, it's expected that the House will flip and likely the Senate, depending on which candidates shake out in some of the important state primaries, um, including uh, Pennsylvania and a few other key states. So I uh, just want to read you in again. U.S. Supreme Court Justice Stephen Breyer has announced that he is retiring. There will be a lot more news and information um, coming. I, I will be interested to see when the White House releases its list, if it even has a list, um, who's who's going to replace Justice Breyer. Well, uh, you remember on the campaign trail, President Biden, then President, then candidate Biden said that he would appoint a black woman to the Supreme Court. OK, well, that that really narrows it down. <laughs> that's uh man. That's that's I had forgotten that. I do remember hearing that, and it's um, it's so offensive. But, you know, he did that. He verbally did that with the vice president as well. He said uh, it was going to be a black woman. So um, we know that the nominee will check some boxes. Hopefully uh, they check the box of having some serious experience in interpreting constitutional law and understanding and having an appreciation for those relative protections and limits. Um, but we will see more to come on that and we will keep you posted. I also want to bring up this is um the from y'all politics we've got the bill of the day from the mississippi legislature if you just missed uh had a brief conversation with our state senator briggs hobson who is the chair of the appropriations committee he read us into the medical marijuana which is also breaking news uh the senate had passed the latest conference report um and how some of the arpa funds but 
Here, I want to highlight a bill. This is something I talked about one of the last times I was guest hosting the show, but cryptocurrency has officially come to uh, to the Mississippi legislature. legislature. So we have Senator Harkins, who has introduced a collection of bills. Um, there's three different bills that are going to be aimed at addressing the development being digital currency, bringing it into state code, and setting parameters for its recognition in Mississippi. Now, there's going to be a lot of discussion. Um, this stuff gets pretty complicated pretty quick, but it's, it's really because a lot of it is seemingly in the abstract finance space. But nonetheless, I will just say this, um, and then we can move on to some of, some of the other issues that I think it's very smart for our state senators to be investing in this type of innovative technology. It's it's catching on in a number of other states. It's making waves on Capitol Hill. And uh, there's just a lot of opportunity for states that early on embrace technologies um, that are expected to really change the way we do finance, uh, that, that we operate financially, not just domestically, but globally. One state that has really been on the cutting edge of this issue is the state of Wyoming. Um, I actually know the, the state senator pretty well, Cynthia Lummis. She's been very bullish in incorporating on an attracting capital investment affiliated with Bitcoin companies to her state, and they have seen exponential growth. So I think, look, for our state senators that care about, we were just talking about generational investment. We were talking about in the hard infrastructure bit with regard to these ARPA funds, but I think it's equally smart to be investing um, in the, the future of digital currency, and perhaps we can attract some similar type of investments and jobs and opportunities here in the state of Mississippi. Mississippi. You can tell I'm very excited about this, but uh, this is something I'm going to continue to pay attention to. The bill was just introduced, um, and there was one note from the article that just said the bills weren't assigned to the Finance Committee, of which Senator Harkins is a part of, and uh, what that means in terms of the bills making it out of the committees is a little up in the air, but we will watch it closely, and we will follow it. Now, uh, we, we have... Uh, there's some states that have been struggling uh, significantly throughout the COVID pandemic and under President Biden's policies. But a new report came out um, highlighting the fact that conservative states are booming. Um, newly released December data from the Labor Department confirms that Republican governors and legislatures are leading the way in getting Americans back to work. More jobs are being recovered and unemployment is lower in red states. Um, here's an interesting fact. 16 of the top 20 states for jobs recovered since the coronavirus pandemic began are led by Republican governors and 18 of the top 20 states have Republican controlled legislatures. The top nine states for jobs recovered are all led by Republicans. Now, unfortunately, um, Mississippi is not on the top 10 list. We are almost there. We're number 11, um, which is which is quite well. Hey, this is one of those instances where Mississippi is uh, in the top of a list for doing something good and doing something right. Um, and it, it's just so important. Um, if you if you missed our discussion earlier with Sid Salter about the state of the state, I do encourage you to go back and listen to it because we are in a time of plenty, uh, a positive outlook. And it's it's interesting, you know, these conservative ideals and investment in keeping the economy going, opening schools, 
entrusting the citizens with the power to make their own personal health decisions, rejecting mandates across the board, limiting unemployment payments. This was one of those issues that a lot of Republican governors rejected early on was an influx of additional unemployment insurance where Basically, people could make more money staying at home and not working versus going out and getting a job. Um, you know, I, uh, my brother actually runs a small business in Oxford, Mississippi, um, a computer repair shop. And when he first looked at some of the unemployment insurance, he got really concerned. Um, you know, it's, it's always a struggle, um, especially in some of the tech spaces where you need a highly specialized skill set to attract and keep um, employees, but when you had the federal government um, injecting so much money, it made it impossible for small businesses to compete, um, and it made it very difficult for them to maintain employees at the level that is necessary to continue to have a very successful business. So um, these were smart decisions in terms of rejecting some of these uh, these these federal investments in terms of paying people to stay at home. And look, when you have um, when when you have a booming economy, uh, the citizens reap the dividends of that. So it's no surprise that voters are flocking to Republican-led states. Um, populations are actually growing in red states like Texas and Florida. You hear a lot about that. Um, here's here's an interesting fact. Um, California recently ran out of U-Hauls for people moving out of the state um, while trying to get to uh, states like Florida and Texas. She just goes to show you that these oppressive liberal policies are really ruining states um, that are otherwise great places to go. California is one of them. Um, I used to love to visit California, but I wouldn't dream of taking my kids there, one, because of the mandates, the depression of the local economy, and also the rise in crime that is affiliated with that deteriorated type of situation. So, um, folks, stick around. We've got more after the break, but uh, know that life is good here in Mississippi because we are a state that that abides by and implements conservative ideals that are really leading the growth and the resurgence after the pandemic um, throughout the country. Stick around. We've got more after the break. Be sure and check out the newly remodeled Basils in Fondren, where you get simple food done well. And don't forget to drop by Basils Fountain View at the Renaissance. Go to eatbasils.com for online ordering for both locations. That's Basils. Due to a national blood shortage, Mississippi Blood Services is in critical need of donations to refill our supply. Please help Mississippi Blood Services recover their supply of much-needed blood. Visit msblood.com or call 601-368-2673 to find a location near you to donate blood today. That's msblood.com. msblood.com. Hi, I'm Dr. Will Umflett with Capital Dental. We at Capital Dental want you to be confident in a bright and healthy smile that you can be proud of. We provide teeth whitening to brighten your smile. Book your appointment today at CapitalDentalInc.com. Capital Dental, located in Northeast Jackson on Lakeland Drive. 
Hello, I'm Gary Jolly from the Tractor Store in Richland. Now's the best time of the year to save more with Mahindra. And it all starts with zero. Pay zero down and zero percent interest up to 60 months. That's more for less on many of Mahindra's best-selling models with tractors that deliver more lift, capacity, fuel efficiency, and built-in weight. So get zero down, zero percent interest for up to 60 months on Mahindra, the world's number one selling tractor, Mahindra, available at the Tractor Store in Richland. Philium Corporation knows the technology is constantly evolving, especially in these challenging times. With so many people working at home, securing and guarding your company's data on-site or remotely is more critical than ever. As we all adapt to the new normal, Philium continues to help you stay secure and current with IT support and security and forensics, plus cloud services and networking, mobile communications, body cams, and in-car video systems. Contact us at Pillium.com. Smart people, smart business, smart solutions. This is the Midday Agri-Market Report. Despite some temperature fluctuations this winter, stored grain appears to be in decent shape. As long as farmers use practices as coring bins to remove fines and the temperature of the grain remains low, grain quality concerns are limited according to grain storage experts. Why temperature fluctuations since harvest in some parts of the Corn Belt range from below zero to 60 and 70 degrees Fahrenheit? Despite these temperature swings, grain and storage appears to be generally in good shape across the Midwest. A mostly dry fall had most grain going into storage at lower moisture levels, including some areas with corn coming out of the field at 15% moisture. Those storing grain do not see a lot of issues with out-of-condition grain, that according to the experts. I'm Dixon Williams, and this is Super Talk, Mississippi Agri-News Network. Your business may be classified as small to mid-size, but you view it as an empire and naturally want it to succeed. Do you have the proper tools in place to efficiently utilize the staff who handles administration of your HR, payroll, time, and benefits? Without changing current processes and proper training, payroll technology alone cannot solve these problems. By utilizing the iSolve platform, MWG Employer Services can create new processes and properly train your staff to maximize the efficiency of this technology. For more information, visit MWGEmployerServices.com. Are you looking for a contractor for your new home or remodel? Go licensed. Unlicensed contractors may try to convince you that pulling your own permit can save you money. But they may do shoddy work, or in some cases, no work at all, costing you far more in the long run. Protect yourself and your investment by comparing estimates from three licensed contractors. Remember, go licensed. For more information, contact the Mississippi State Board of Contractors at msboc.us. This is Ben Shapiro reminding you to listen to the Ben Shapiro Show weekday nights starting at 9 p.m. here on 97.3 Super Talk Jackson. It's so awesome! Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Come on, let's get on with the show! On Super Talk Mississippi. In the year 2525, if man is still alive, <laughs> if woman can survive, they may fall. All right, welcome back to the show. I'm glad you've joined us here at Middays. What a great song, Grano. I mean, you're really hitting it with the music. Uh, folks are always commenting, either asking for what it was or wanting you to bring it back, bring back previous clips. So 
Um, good job on that. Did that was actually, in the year 2525 by Zager and Evans was a request from yesterday that I didn't get to, so it played today. Uh, when, when, when's that song from? Oh, goodness. 73? Let's see. In the yeah. year 2525 came out... Hmm, 1969. Well, that, I thought it had a total 70s feel um, or vibe. Maybe that's more appropriate. To I was not around when it came out. I was exposed to it in an episode of Futurama where they travel through yeah. time and they have that playing over the montage. Interesting. Yeah, um, I wasn't I wasn't around then either, but uh, have been exposed to Futurama from time to time. I have to make sure that's not on when the kids come home, though. It can be a bit much for little ones. It's not always appropriate. That in South Park, it's kind of the same the same situation. Um, well, look, I want to turn to the text line. We've gotten some uh, pretty interesting input from folks responding to the breaking news that Supreme Court Justice Stephen Breyer has announced his retirement. Um, there's some folks that have said. There, well, we, we've got Larry from Jackson. His knee-jerk reaction um, is that this is a big distraction. Um, I agree with that. I mean, I just think you look at the Senate, what else are they going to do when they had to come up with something to try and motivate their base? Um, and I can guarantee you whoever the nominee is, they're going to be talking about voting rights um, and, you know, progressive activist type actions um, that are actually inappropriate from a Supreme Court position, but um, the Democrats have a little bit different perspective in what is the appropriate role of a Supreme Court justice and uh, whether the Constitution is something to look at and abide by or something that just simply gets in the way of something you want to do anyway. You know, this just came to mind, too, actually thinking of voting rights. Um, have Rhina, have you scene where it's New York, uh, New York City, I believe, this is all off memory, but they have made it possible for non-citizens to vote in some of their local elections. Um, I, I'm just thinking out loud here, but whoever the nominee is, I mean, I imagine that as far as the long-term strategy you have, uh, the Democrats finding all kinds of ways to degrade our border um, and allow a massive influx of immigrants to come into the country. They are shipping them all over, and then they're going to try to make the case that, oh, by the way, uh, that thing about having to be a citizen to vote in the country, well, it doesn't really mean uh, what we initially thought and try and open that up. Um, and look, my my take on that is the only reason they're doing that is because they aren't going to be able to win uh, by taking and making their case to the American people because they've they've really messed things up um, in, in a really big way. Um, all right, let's shift gears here for just a second. Uh, have you heard about the Chick-fil-A secret menu? Mm, kind of. I've heard that there are secret items, but I couldn't tell you a single one on the secret menu for Chick-fil-A. Well, apparently a Chick-fil-A employee is sharing the fast food joy, uh, the fast food joints, rather, secret menu on TikTok of all places. <laughs> uh, they spilled the information that you can get a spicy chicken biscuit, mm. a specialty coffee with Oreos, and a bacon and bacon in your mac and cheese. 
Um, behind that now. Yeah, me too, for sure. You know, I actually had Chick-fil-A mac and cheese last night. Uh, it, was, it, was, it was one of those days where uh, I picked my children up late. They were starving. I hadn't cooked. And uh, even when the line is long at Chick-fil-A, it's pretty efficient. Oh, yeah. They'll get you in and out in a hurry. Yeah. They're, uh, I'm, I'm never turned away because the line may see long, seem long at Chick-fil-A. They seem to be not the only fast food chain, though, dealing with a secret menu because McDonald's came out and hmm. announced that sometime in the next week or two, supposedly by the end of January, you're supposed to be able to go to any McDonald's and order off the food hack menu. Oh, what's on that? Where you can get, say, a hash brown McMuffin. Where you get a sausage and egg McMuffin and a hash brown and smush them together into a sandwich. I could do that. Or you've got the the crunchy double, which is a six-pack of chicken McNuggets with barbecue sauce and a double cheeseburger. And you put the McNuggets and the barbecue sauce on the burger. Huh. I could see how that would be interesting. Interesting. But then you get these more wild and weird ideas from their menu hacks. Like the surf and turf, where you take a filet of fish and a double cheeseburger and combine the two. Uh-huh. Or the weirdest one of all. The land, air, and sea, where you buy a Big Mac, a McChicken, and a filet of fish, and you compile them into this gigantic monstrosity of meat on bun. That sounds disgusting, but also reminds me of the Cherdukin. It's kind of like McDonald's version of that. Well, you can get it for just a few bucks. All right. Well, now now you know and we know the secret things to ask for when you go to McDonald's and Chick-fil-A. All right, folks, we're going to take a short break here. Um, this next segment, I'm really going to give you an update on some COVID news. Uh, it will not go away. We're going to talk a little foreign policy, and then we have a really great foreign policy expert to read us into the situation in Ukraine. Stay tuned, and we'll see you after the break. Listening to WFMN Flora Jackson, Super Talk Mississippi, powered by your tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros. Online at baroniestreepros.com. This is a Fox News alert. I'm Chris Foster. Supreme Court Justice Stephen Breyer will retire at the end of this term, giving President Biden a chance to replace him with another liberal justice while Democrats still control the Senate. That would keep the balance at six justices nominated by Republicans, three by Democrats. Breyer's 83, the court's oldest justice. He was nominated by President Clinton in 1994. Russian media reports the American ambassador has arrived at the foreign ministry in Moscow to deliver the Biden administration response to Russian security demands for Ukraine. And the Americans in Ukraine are told by the embassy there to consider leaving due to the unstable security situation caused by Russian troops on the border. Russia is turning up the heat in diplomatic efforts. The foreign minister in Moscow, Sergei Lavrov, saying today Russia will take retaliatory measures if it doesn't like the United States' response to a set of security demands. Fox's Simon Owen and Keep Ukraine. America's listening to Fox News. As locals, ADS Security is committed to keeping the community safe. We're the same great company, same local office, with the same local service you've counted on for years. Visit us in Gluckstadt. ADS Security, 601-898-3105. Call today. 
Lakeland Fireplace's new expanded showroom is now open, and you've got to see the selection. Lakeland Fireplaces has over 25 display units, including the popular Heat & Glow to choose from. And remember, with Heat & Glow, you can forget about those headaches and unpleasant odors. Oh, by the way, their showroom has 19 live-burning fireplaces. While you're there, be sure to ask Zach Sandlin about their premium lines of gas grills, too. It's all at Lakeland Fireplaces, just east of Dogwood in Flowood. I'm Lauren McGraw with Gotta Go. I'm here to help you with anywhere you might need a bathroom. Because when you gotta go, you gotta go. Please call us at 601-879-3969 or look us up, gottagorentals.com. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Bridgeland Mayor Jean McGee is withholding $110,000 in funding from the Madison County Library System, demanding they purge LGBTQ books before he'll release the money. Tanya Johnson, the executive director of the Madison County Library System, told the Mississippi Free Press the mayor told her the books go against his religious beliefs. The library board has voted unanimously to bring the issue to the Board of Aldermen before seeking legal remedies. Governor Tate Reeves began his State of the State address Tuesday by touting Mississippi's education system. I would like to start with what I consider to be the crowning achievement of Mississippi's ride through the pandemic and the recession. High school students recently achieved a record high graduation rate. Fourth grade reading has jumped from number 49 to number 29 in U.S. rankings. I'm Kelly Bennett. Do you ever feel like you're in the dark? Well, with a propane generator, you'll never be in the dark again, at least when the lights go out. Enjoy the comfort and safety of knowing you have a propane generator always ready when the electricity goes out. Propane generators are sure you'll always have power. Propane-fueled, clean cooking, hot water on demand, warm and consistent heat, and power when you need it most. Why would you choose anything else? Energy for everyone, propane. Visit MSPropane.com. That's MSPropane.com today. Dear Mississippi, it's our great honor to serve as your physicians. It's from that sense of service that we ask that you help protect all Mississippians and our loved ones by getting vaccinated. Vaccines are safe and reliable and even effective against the Delta variant. Getting vaccinated helps protect our children, supports our health care workers in their efforts, and helps save lives. We understand that you may have questions. Please reach out to your primary care physician for answers. For the first time in 15 years, the Ole Miss women's basketball team is ranked. Thanks to wins in 17 of their last 18 games, the Rebels were placed number 24 in Monday's AP Women's Basketball Poll. Their next game for the Rebels is Thursday at 5. They're taking on number 1 South Carolina, and that will be aired on ESPN. Saints head coach Sean Payton is stepping down after 16 years with the franchise. He didn't say what he'll be doing next, but he did express his appreciation to the fans. The, the fans are something else. Um, it's it's not a wine and cheese crowd. You know, people make decisions to buy season tickets here. That 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 goes into the, you know their budget relative to what what other things they're choosing to do. We appreciate all of that. The team's defensive coordinator, Dennis Allen, is said to be the leading candidate to become the next head coach. For more information, find us online at supertalk.fm. This is Jake Mangum. Some call me the mayor. No player wins any game by themselves. It takes a team. So if you want excellent customer service and competitive insurance rates, you need to go with the home team, Mississippi Farm Bureau. 
just like I did. Visit favrates.com for great rates on home and auto insurance. Or find a local agent at msfbins.com. Farm Bureau Insurance. Go with the home team. Pine Grove Behavioral Health understands that lasting recovery and healing begins at the roots of who we are. Transformation is deeply woven into the core of each individual through broad-reaching treatment options. As a result, we have gained a reputation as one of the nation's most comprehensive treatment campuses, drawing an expertise and multiple whole-life treatment programs to effectively address the real complexities of life and addiction. Call 1-888-574-HOPE or visit pinegrovetreatment.com for more information. One place, many Solution. To all the folks in the Capital City metro area, love to have you join me tomorrow morning, 6 to 9, Gallo Show. We'll start your day the informed way. Super Talk Mississippi 97.3. Get ready, get ready to go beyond the headlines and join a meaningful conversation with people from around the state. You're listening to Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Here on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back and officially happy afternoon. We are in the 12 o'clock hour here at Middays. I'm Mandy Gunasegara, guest host here in the Super Talk studio. Um, and I just want to remind our listeners that you can watch Super Talk Mississippi on your computer or mobile device. And you can watch it on Roku and Amazon Fire TV devices and YouTube. And now you can watch Super Talk TV live on C Spire TV. If you have Seaspire TV, you can find Super Talk TV on channel 70 right next to the Weather Channel. Just go to supertalk.fm backslash connect to find more. I also want to remind folks to uh, weigh in on the Seaspire text line. We've just got some really great insight and engagement coming through the line, 601-879-4395. I'd love to hear from you and love to engage on the issues that you care about the most. Now, one of these issues that we just can't get away from, there's a couple things going on in in the COVID news space. Um, you may have seen that, I believe it was yesterday or the day before. Sometimes I promise I cannot keep up with uh, which day is which, but the FDA revoked its emergency use authorization for monoclonal antibody treatments uh, from Regeneron and Eli Lilly. This is from the AP. The move comes after both drug makers said the treatments were less effective against the COVID-19 Omicron variant. And the FDA pointed to other treatments that are expected to be effective against Omicron, including an antibody drug um, from GlaxoSmithKline and recently authorized antiviral pills from Pfizer, according to a Reuters a related Reuters story. Uh, now, this is interesting. I um, they're they're rescinding treatments that have proven effective against the Delta variant. Um, just because the Omicron variant showed up, it doesn't mean that the Delta variant has totally moved out. Um, and as we understood with the Delta variant, that access to the monoclonal antibody treatments really was the difference between life and death for some folks, or they certainly perceived that to be the case. It almost seems irresponsible uh, that a federal agency um, with with the approval of 
the Biden administration would revoke this type of authorization and limit the ability to have access to these life-saving treatments. Now, uh, a lot of America's governors, uh, governors that are in these red states that really have been leading the charges I just previously went through on the economic recovery, are really pushing back. One of those is Governor Ron DeSantis from Governor uh, from Florida. He's demanding the Biden administration reverse its sudden and reckless decision, rightfully stating that this abrupt, quote, abrupt and unilateral action by the Biden administration will prevent access to life-saving treatments. He's also pointed out that this decision was made without a shred of clinical data to support this action and that Biden has forced trained medical professionals to choose between treating their patients or breaking the law. Now, over the past, uh, over the course of the past two years, scientists and researchers across the nation have worked hard to bring us treatments that are both safe and effective. One of these has been the monoclonal antibodies, um, and it has saved thousands of lives. They've tracked this in Florida, but also across the nation. I just, I, to me, it's totally irresponsible. Um, Especially mean, when the argument for we still need masks, we still need the vaccine mandate has been predicated on Delta's still out there. Be wary. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If, if it's still out there, then what's the harm in having access to a treatment that in the event you do get it, um, it's accessible? It, it's just it's it seems very problematic and indicative of this administration's disjointed approach to just about everything, but especially on COVID. Um, now, Senator Ron Johnson earlier this week on Monday actually held an event um, that was on a, it was on a platform called Rumble. Um, it was live streamed on One American News and Rumble, and it has received millions of views already. But the title of this roundtable was, quote, a second opinion. And it was basically what we all want. Sometimes you want a second opinion from another doctor. In this instance, we're looking for a second opinion than what we've been force fed from a lot of public officials and this administration. Senator Ron Johnson, senator from the great state of Wisconsin, hosted a panel of experts on Capitol Hill um, to discuss early treatment of the coronavirus and so-called vaccines. Um, We've got a clip of this. Uh, Rhino, could you play that really quick? There's still much to learn about the coronavirus, COVID the disease, and COVID vaccines. Early in the pandemic, our knowledge was minimal. But even then, because of what we learned from Italy and the Princess cruise ship, It was becoming obvious COVID was a disease that targeted the old and those with certain comorbidities. Instead of using that information, public health officials pursued a one-size-fits-all response that relied heavily on creating a state of fear to ensure compliance. Wow, really powerful words from the senator. And this really struck a chord with millions of Americans who tuned in to listen live and then have since tuned in to listen to what was said from a range of experts. Now, it's important to note that the senator, in true Capitol Hill fashion, invited some of the most prominent federal bureaucrats to the panel, including Rochelle Walensky, um, who is the 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 head of the CDC, um, Anthony Fauci, uh, Francis Collins and Jeff Zients. I'm not familiar with him, but anyway, um, and I probably mispronounced his name, but none of them actually showed up. 
so it's it's very rare that when a senator, whether in the minority or majority, requests the appearance of someone within the federal government of which they have an oversight role doesn't show up. None of them showed up. Instead, uh, the senator brought forward some tech-suppressed world experts. Uh, they spoke on topics ranging from hospital treatment and COVID shots to early at-home treatments and mitigation strategies. Now, this it's important to know, too, that the, the folks that showed up, they weren't all uh, right-leaning, Trump-loving MAGA folks. This was a bipartisan group of renowned professionals that included Dr. Peter McCullough, um, Pierre Corey, Harvey Risch, and Dr. Robert Malone, among others whose medical and academic contributions have been censored and smeared by the corporate media uh, for not conforming to the conventional COVID-19 narratives from government bureaucrats. These are a lot of the people who, they, when they've actually shared either very legitimate questions raised legitimate questions or raised legitimate issues or surrounding all these COVID issues, they've they've been cast out as just a part of the fringe discussion, labeled as misinformation, kicked off of Twitter, um, kicked off of Facebook and elsewhere. Um, I've got a couple clips that I'd like to highlight. Could you play the first one, um, Rhino, from Dr. Pierre Corey? sorry to have to do this. I feel like a broken record, but I'm listening to my colleagues call out all of the inanities, the insanities, the absurdities, okay, these departures of our policies from what we know are to be scientific truths. These things like denial of natural immunity. We have to understand why. To sit here and point fingers and they're doing this wrong and that wrong, why are they doing this? There could be multiple reasons. The simplest and most easily understandable and provable is every vaccine every of these these you know these novel patented high cost drugs is profits they are putting profits ahead of patients you know we can call attention to all of these policies they are non scientific they have, they're failing at having scientific support yet they're being carrying out and they're being distributed across the country and and doctors and states and health departments are willingly accepting these without question without critical thinking and that's what i want us to be clear that we're calling attention to today this is corruption plain and simple it's corruption so you see it got it got very heated i I believe it was a total of about five hours um and there's there's a few more clips that i want to get to but you know people were stating some obvious issues we've known from along there's there's always all sorts of incentives when you're developing uh doing r&d in the advanced medical space obviously that costs a lot of money people make investments they want to see a return there's nothing necessarily wrong with that but when you have public health officials the likes of dr fauci and others um, that may be equally swayed by these ulterior incentives um, where they're leading to outcomes where you're pitting doctors against the law or potentially putting profits over the people. That is a problem. All right, folks, I've got more to talk about in the COVID space. A few more important clips from this hearing that Senator Ron Johnson held held on Monday. Um, Stay tuned. We will have much more after the break.
Hi, this is Mark Shapley of M.M. Shapley Steakhouse. This past year, we were fortunate to see many new faces and reacquaint with old friends, and I believe I know why. Being from the Mississippi Delta, we learned how to entertain while creating a comfortable home environment, and that's M.M. Shapley Specialty. M.M. Shapley's is your place for award-winning steaks and homemade tamales. M.M. Shapley's, real, authentic, welcoming fine dining. For reservations, visit mmshapleys.com or call 601-957-8000. Your window tent headquarters at Auto Trim Designs on Highway 80 in Pearl is now also your best source for the lasting protection of Expel paint protection film. Your car is too precious to fail to protect it from bugs, rocks, and road debris. For more info, go to autotrimdesigns.com. If you're tired of big cable bills, you can get Newsmax TV for free. Millions are watching Newsmax, available now on major cable systems or for free on smart TVs like Samsung, LG, and Vizio. Find it streaming on Roku, Zumo, Pluto, Amazon Fire, TiVo, Apple TV, and more. Seven million Americans have downloaded the free Newsmax app on their smartphones. It takes just seconds. Then watch us anytime, anywhere. Forbes calls Newsmax a news powerhouse. Find out why. Start watching today. Hello, I'm Gary Jolly from the Tractor Store in Richland. Now's the best time of the year to say more with Mahindra. And it all starts with zero. Pay zero down and zero percent interest up to 60 months. That's more for less on many of Mahindra's best-selling models with tractors that deliver more lift, capacity, fuel efficiency, and built-in weight. So get zero down, zero percent interest for up to 60 months on Mahindra, the world's number one selling tractor, Mahindra, available at the Tractor Store in Richland. Due to a national blood shortage, Mississippi Blood Services is in critical need of donations to refill our supply. Please help Mississippi Blood Services recover their supply of much-needed blood. Visit msblood.com or call 601-368-2673 to find a location near you to donate blood today. That's msblood.com. msblood.com. Sleep. Worrying about low CD rates? Do I have enough money to retire? Is my principal safe? IRAs. Don't worry, I can help. And you can sleep better too. Call David Cox, direct. 601-594-8977. 601-594-8977. Now. Hey, I'm here with Alex Murray of Auto Innovation. At Auto Innovation, we want to change your car buying experience. When you're in the market for a quality pre-owned vehicle, please come see us. We want to make friends, not just customers. All eligible vehicles are inspected by a Master Tech mechanic and come with a limited powertrain warranty on us. We are located on Highway 51 in Ridgeland. Come by, see us, or check out our inventory online at autoinnovation.net. Let us change your car buying experience. Auto Innovation, Highway 51 in Ridgeland. Special invitation to join us weekday morning, 6 to 9. Breaking news, quick shots, analysis, all right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. Now back to Middays with Gerard here on Super Talk Mississippi. There we go. Called it right. Well, bringing us in in very good fashion to continue the conversation um, regarding a panel hosted by Senator Ron Johnson, senator from Wisconsin, um, held 
earlier this week on Capitol Hill entitled A Second Opinion, where he really brought to light a lot of issues um, and heard from a lot of experts that had been otherwise suppressed over the past two years as the public engages on and learns more about uh, COVID, what we should do to protect ourselves from it, um, and what we should do looking forward. Now, there's there's two more clips I really wanted to highlight. Um, this, this next one is from a gentleman named Dr. Ryan Cole, where he really leans into the issue of early treatments. I'd like to start really quick with a story. So a uh, high-risk individual approaches me, uh, 50 years old, obese, type 1 diabetic, calls me, I have COVID. This was about a year ago. What do I do? Help. Help. I'm going to the ER. My oxygen's 86. I have excruciating pain in my lungs. So I said, you're going to the pharmacy. Don't go to the ER. I called in some early treatment medications of the drugs which shall not be named. Said individual calls me uh, a couple hours later and says, you know that excruciating 9 out of 10 lung pain, it's now 2 out of 10, 6 hours later. While I know the mechanisms of the medication I prescribed, a few hours later in the next morning he calls me, says, you know that oxygen saturation of 86, it's now 98%. I said, isn't that fantastic? Early treatment works. That individual's my brother. I am my brother's keeper. Wow, just a a really powerful story shared right there. And and there were a lot throughout the entire event um, of examples of that. You know, uh, turning to the C Spire text line, we've got some folks weighing in that um, this is, let me lean over for a second, a sneak peek of what government-led health care will look like. And then we also have Larry and Jackson, again, raising the issue, um, what happened to the Hippocratic Oath? Um, you know, I, I, I did have to look that up. I recalled it, but couldn't recall exactly what that means. Um, and it is an oath of ec- ethics that typically physicians abide by, and it's tied back to uh, to. to Greek standards set um, as the physician-patient relationship was being established from the very beginning. But there's there's one more. Um, you know, we've got this issue of early treatments, but there's also the issue of physicians who have chosen to treat patients by assessing the patient and seeing what they need and what they can offer to them in that moment versus abiding by some prescriptive requirement from health officials primarily housed in Washington, D.C. Um, this has really undermined the ability of otherwise rising stars within the medical profession to be successful. Here's one final clip from a gentleman named Dr. Merrick uh, talking about his experience. time in my entire career I could not be a doctor I could not treat patients the way I had to be to treat patients. I had seven COVID patients including a 31 year old woman. I was not allowed to treat these people. I had to stand by idly. I had to stand by idly watching these people die. I then tried to sue the system. And you know what they did? They did something called peer sham review. It is a disgusting and evil concept 
they then accused me of seven most outrageous crimes that I had committed and that I was such a severe threat to the safety of patients, they immediately suspended my hospital privileges because I possessed, I posed such an outright threat to these patients, ignoring the fact that under my care, the mortality was 50%, those of my colleagues. I then went on through the sham peer review. I went to a kangaroo court where they continued this, and the end result was I lost my hospital privilege and was reported to the National Practitioner Data Bank. So here I was standing up for patients' rights, and this hospital, this evil hospital, ended my medical career. So that's what they do. It's an outright outrage. It's evil to the core. Well, I know that was a long clip, but, you know, this is this is what some physicians are going through across the country just because um, restrictive policies, um, again, from bureaucrats in Washington, D.C., that in some instances haven't treated an actual patient in years, if not decades, are trying to dictate um, what tools are available to doctors to actually treat their patients. And uh, there's been significant consequences for people willing to not only speak out and raise these issues, but also act out in the moment. Um, people are losing licenses. Um, people are going through these peer reviews. I forget the doctor's name. Um, it's one of the ones that has been pretty prominent. Um, I don't know if it's Dr. Malone um, or Dr. McCullough, but they've already had to expend a hundred hundreds of thousands of dollars. I believe that's right. If it's wrong, I'll correct it after after this segment. Um in in paying for attorneys, attorneys' fees to defend against these peer review type charges. Now Here's my question. Um, you know, I've, I've heard anecdotal accounts of these type of things occurring in Mississippi. Um, I've got a few friends in the medical space, but where nurses or doctors who prescribe ivermectin or uh, hydrochloroquine or some of these other drugs um, that have in some instances been shown to be effective. And in the moment, the doctors believe it is the best thing to do. Um, that they have been pulled in front of the medical board if they take these sorts of actions. Um, I'd go to the ceasefire text line and, and just ask folks if they've heard these sort of anecdotal stories as well. Um, I had one friend who was in, in working in an ER space said that a doctor said they felt helpless and they've started prescri- prescribing prednisone and will just have to get in trouble for it. This is just a crazy situation. We've gotten to the point where um, the the, the bureaucrats are dictating to doctors how to treat their patients, um, and that's a problem because uh, no one, whether you're a doctor or an engineer or, uh, or or someone else who's out there working, should have to worry about doing what they think is right and they are trained to do in the moment and finding themselves on the opposite end of the law. And unfortunately, just the nature of these COVID policies and the way people talk about them, it's led to that. Um, My take from this, though, I I applaud Senator Johnson for having this conversation. I will caveat some of this information is 
it's very um, it, it's very controversial. Um, and I encourage everyone when it comes to COVID and what you're doing and how you're living your life, talk to your doctor and don't listen to the bureaucrats from Washington D.C. But we need to encourage having an open, honest, and serious debate to truly get a lessons learned from this whole situation. Otherwise, how are we supposed to prepare for it in the future? Um, and uh, people shouldn't be afraid to speak the truth um, and to share their experiences, especially when it can have um, such life-altering consequences. Um, all right, so uh, shifting gears really quick from covid There's a few viral stories going around on the immigration front. Um, There was a recent video showing that uh, adult males were being transported across the U.S. Now, this is significant because the Biden administration has stood by and said that first they've gotten the border situation under control and that if anyone is being shipped across the country, um, it is it is minors. Um, but in this instance, Fox News had the video dozens of single, mostly male adult migrants were shuttled from a makeshift processing center in Texas to a local airport to various cities in throughout the U.S. Um, you may have the earlier news a while back. Um, you may have seen where uh, it was it was found that despite the fact the Biden administration was trying to hide the fact they're transporting thousands of immigrants to random places in the dead of night across the U.S., um, it was discovered and this was exposed. Um, now, this recent revelation of uh, of uh, of the transported individual males. Um, it came out recently and just shows that the situation is really deteriorating across the border. And this administration, instead of actually addressing it, is trying to further hide information from the American people um, because they know it won't be popular. And also, they don't want to be held liable for the the crime and the negative consequences that are undoubtedly going to come from these sorts of actions. All right, we have another brief break here. I want you to hold on and sit tight. Um, We are going to have an interview with Claudia Rossett. She's going to talk to us about the Ukraine-Russia situation. If you've asked yourself uh, what's happening and why should you care, well, she's going to answer it. Stay with us, and I'll see you after the break. From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint cutting needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, sunny skies, high near 46. Tonight, mostly clear, low around 24. Thursday, sunny skies, high near 50 degrees. Thursday evening, partly cloudy skies, low around 31. And finally, Friday, mostly sunny, high near 50 degrees. This weather forecast has been brought to you by our friends at RJ's Outboard Sales and Service at 1208 Old Fannin Road. RJ's Outboard Sales and Service, your Yamaha outboard dealer in Brandon. At Fillmore Buick GMC, we strive to make buying your next vehicle easy and take care of you long after you drive off the lot. That means upfront and honest pricing, doing everything we can to make the time you spend in the dealership as short or as long as you need. It means we understand that purchasing a vehicle is more than just a transaction for you. We want you to enjoy the experience as much as we appreciate your business. Find your next Buick GMC or pre-owned vehicle at FillmoreBuickGMC.com. Fillmore Buick GMC. You drive everything we do. 
Join us at the fabulous Mayflower Cafe in downtown Jackson for lunch daily. Specials include Wednesday pot roast, Thursday chicken and dumplings, and everyday grilled catfish. The Mayflower serves the freshest seafood for lunch and dinner, Tuesday through Friday, and dinner only on Saturday. BYOB, the Mayflower Cafe, downtown Jackson, a Mississippi tradition since 1935. Get a bottle of our world-famous comeback dressing and a gift card. The perfect gift every time. Did you know you can find the latest sales information or breaking jewelry fashions from Albritton's on Facebook? Hi, I'm Cameron Albritton. We've come a long way since my great-granddad opened in 1920. How we live, travel, and even celebrate. But some things shouldn't change. Fine diamonds and jewelry from Albritton's are still treasured for their quality and value. Be sure to like us on Facebook and come see us. Albritton's, Mississippi's foremost diamond merchant. This is Beth with the Range by Jimmy Primo's here in Gladstadt. My dad Jimmy is off hunting again, so I decided to start 2022 by extending the 20% discount on our annual memberships and 15 to 20% off on our firearm classes, including our firearm simulator that is great for friends and family wanting to try their skills at real-life home defense scenarios or good old firearm competition. Come see us soon. Due to a national blood shortage, Mississippi Blood Services is in critical need of donations to refill our supply. Please help Mississippi Blood Services recover their supply of much-needed blood. Visit msblood.com or call 601-368-2673 to find a location near you to donate blood today. That's msblood.com. msblood.com. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Ridgeland Mayor Gene McGee is withholding $110,000 in funding from the Madison County Library System, demanding they purge LGBTQ books before he'll release the money. Tanya Johnson, the executive director of the Madison County Library System, told the Mississippi Free Press the mayor told her the books go against his religious beliefs. The library board has voted unanimously to bring the issue to the Board of Aldermen before seeking legal remedies. Governor Tate Reeves began his State of the State address Tuesday by touting Mississippi's education system. I would like to start with what I consider to be the crowning achievement of Mississippi's ride through the pandemic and the recession. High school students recently achieved a record high graduation rate. Fourth grade reading has jumped from number 49 to number 29 in U.S. rankings. I'm Kelly Bennett. Hey, it's Richard Cross from Sports Talk Mississippi. Don't miss the college football fix every day at 5 o'clock, driven by Ford and your local Mississippi Ford dealers. Speaking of Ford, the trucks of the future were built for everyone. The Ford F-Series, America's best-selling trucks for 44 years straight. Built for performance and capability on and off-road. The trucks of the future are not built for a few. They are built for America. Ford F-Series. Drive one today. Stop by your local Mississippi Ford dealer for more details. Want to infuse new flavor into your favorite recipes? Try Polk's Smoked Sausages or delicious ham steaks. Add Polk's Garlic and Green Onion Sausage in your spaghetti. It adds just the right amount of spicy flavor. Polk's Cajun Sausage is a family pleaser in your famous red beans and rice. Your Bayou friends jambalaya is even better when you mix it with Polk's Ham and Sausage. And for Grandma's old-time chili recipe, kick it up with Polk's Original Beef or Pork Sausages. There's no buts about it, folks. Picky people pick Polk's. 
Gallo knows Mississippi better than anyone. No one gets better interviews than him. Gallo. He asks all the questions everybody wants to know. Mornings on Super Talk Mississippi. Keeping you up to date with news, weather, and politics that affect you and your family. Up to the minute reports on air and always online at supertalk.fm. Your statewide news network, Supertalk Mississippi News at supertalk.fm. You're listening to Middays with Gerard. Gerard Gibbert here on Supertalk Mississippi. Welcome back to Middays. I'm Mandy Gunasekera, guest host here today in the Super Talk station. Now, I want to jump right in to our next interview. Um, many of you have probably heard of a growing crisis in Ukraine where you have Russia's dictator, President Vladimir Putin, who's massing more than 100,000 troops along the border with Ukraine, a country in the center of Europe, using the threat, his, this threat to demand concessions from NATO and seemingly ignoring President Biden in the process. Are we on the verge of a new foreign war? And is Biden doing enough to thwart such an outcome? Joining us now, we have Claudia Rossette. Claudia is a foreign policy fellow with the Independent Women's Forum. She's an award-winning journalist who has reported over the past 37 years from Asia, the former Soviet Union, Latin America, and the Middle East. Now, the day before yesterday, she was on Fox Business. Claudia, thank you so much for joining us today. Very glad to be here. Hi. Hi. So, uh, look, foreign policy isn't something that we always weigh into, um, and certainly not something a lot of Americans want to have to pay attention to. But uh, I would just ask this on the forefront. Is a Russian invasion into Ukraine something that's imminent? Uh, look, there's a crisis there already, and it's one that Americans actually do need to pay attention to because our current administration is doing an incredibly bad job with it, and we will pay, we will all pay dearly for it in an increasingly dangerous world if this is not handled better. Uh, and sort of to give you an idea of what the problem, sort of the scale of the problem, President Biden has been in office for a year now, and in the past six months, we are now for the second time, we, the United States, have told embassy personnel to leave an embassy for fear of a military onslaught. The first time was Afghanistan in August, and we now have uh, the scene in Ukraine where we're emptying out our embassy. And while President Biden has been talking and posturing and there's been all sorts of diplomacy and Secretary of State Tony Blinken has been running around all over the place, what is basically going on is the government of the United States, the president of the United States, is waiting to see if the dictator of Russia, Vladimir Putin, is going to go ahead with a military invasion. 
And we are not, simply not doing enough to deter whatever Putin's going to do. Um, to summarize that, I guess, Putin is pushing around the United States. Uh, this is a game of chicken. We're losing. That's a bad Thing. That's and it's a total reversal of where we were um, in the Trump administration, which really was not that long ago. Um, you actually had our foreign adversaries that, um, if if they didn't fear us outright, they certainly respected us and knew when the president weighed in and said he was going to do something, he would actually follow through. Now you talk about this this message or the need for deterrence. Um, we've heard President Biden say that Russia will pay a dear price. Um, um, he's put some troops on alert for potentially going to some of the surrounding countries. But what would actually be effective in deterring someone like Vladimir Putin? Well, actually, the best thing that President Biden could do, and this might seem like a sort of sideways step, but it would really make a difference, is he could stop strangling the U.S. energy industry. Because Russia's economy is substantially built on gas and oil exports. Mm -hmm. That's what, that's their big thing. And they have a lot of resources. And America had finally achieved energy independence under President Trump. One of the first things that President Biden did when he took office was kill the Keystone Pipeline. And since then, they've been blocking at many turns, uh, America's ability to produce Petrofuels, those actually make a difference. And this has all been greatly to the benefit of Vladimir Putin, because as you probably have noticed at the gas pump, the price of fuel is way, way up. Well, that means Russia's getting rich. That means our producers who are blocked from producing or blocked, you know, discouraged from investing are not. And that alone would be a, a sort of a big element for Putin to figure into how is he dealing with things. Uh, as far as concerns about the climate, um, I think there's, that's a whole debate over just how much any of this matters as far as climate anyway. But uh, this is a real crisis in the here and now. And trying to fine-tune the climate of the Earth uh, in 50 years to within two decimal points is actually less urgent than what we are looking at today because this really this is too much like the 1930s uh where step by step the u.s in the 1930s it was britain that was the big power but now it's the u.s is backing away backing down you know yesterday we had president biden while shopping for knickknacks and getting ice cream (laughs) is out there saying well you know this could change the world if uh Putin goes ahead and invades Ukraine, but then he says twice, and he's been saying this for months, it's a stupid, terrible thing to say. He says, we won't put troops into Ukraine. Over and over, he keeps effectively reassuring Putin that he won't send troops to Ukraine. Okay, if he doesn't want to send troops to Ukraine, so be it. But he shouldn't be saying that. It's it's, That's just foolish. You don't tell the other guy. Again, think of a game of chicken. You don't say to the other guy, fine, I'm going to play chicken with you, but understand that I will, I will always flinch. I'm not going to actually stand up to you. You've lost. Totally. That's well, the way he's playing it. 
don't, and, and Biden seems to always be negotiating against himself um, and throwing the American people's interests under the bus. You know, I, I can tell you this. Russia does not care about the climate. And it's almost embarrassing that the Biden administration is using uh, the climate change policies as an excuse to shutter American domestic energy production, which from an environmental perspective is cleaner and more efficient. Um, and in the process, not only enriching Russia, um, which makes it easier for them to engage in these type of activities and to have the resources available to do it, but also green lighting pipelines over there, which will do nothing but expand their role and make energy more of a powerful weapon they can use against folks that are sitting around them. Um, here's, here's another question, though. What message does this send to other adversaries, in particular China, Iran, and North Korea, when President Biden continues to waffle in the face of very clear aggression from uh, President Putin? It tells all of these very bad actors, China, Iran, North Korea, and others as well, that it's open season, that, uh, you know, since World War II, we have had wars in various parts of the world, but it's been a relatively peaceful world. There hasn't been a huge conflagration. And it's been a relatively free world in places where American influence prevailed. And that's what's now more and more being squandered, thrown away. And as America, you know, Afghanistan was a terrible debacle of a turning point and yeah. terrible message to send to these other countries because it said, we'll turn and run. You know, that's, we won't stand up for, to, uh, even the Taliban. And with China in particular, the greatest threat today comes from China, which really does aspire to dominate the world order. And it is truly, if you watch what's going on under China's rule, under its flag in places like Xinjiang and Hong Kong, uh, it is a brutal, ruthless tyranny. It's an incredibly controlling, monstrous system, and they still have a gulag. They send political dissidents, can end up stuck someplace in the kind of prison you, you might think if you live in the comfort of America is only in old books. It's there today. Well, and that's what is now really be, what President Biden, unfortunately, is encouraging them to go ahead. And the next thing in China's sights is Taiwan which has a democratic government. China claims Taiwan. Taiwan actually has been a separate political entity for since the nationalist Chinese fled there with, uh, during the Communist Revolution in 1949. And it's become a thriving paragon of democratic rule in Asia. Uh, China wants to end that. They want to just engulf it. And how they're going to do that they might, whether military infiltration, they want to take it down. And part of what President Xi Jinping, General Secretary of the Communist Chinese Communist Party, Xi Jinping, is certainly weighing as he watches this showdown between Putin and Biden on his ice cream runs, is what will Putin get away with? Because that's going to tell Xi even more on top of Afghanistan about what he can get away with. So. Yeah. It's, it's not even necessarily the case that an all-out invasion would send that message. If President Biden fails to get Putin back in his box, 
Well, Claudia, and, I hate yeah. I hate to interrupt. I wish I could talk to you more about this, but we will be we will be cut off. Thank you so much for coming on the show. You have a very sound and informed voice, Claudia Rosette. Thank you for joining us, and for our listeners out there, stay tuned for our final segment after the break. Since 1871, Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile in downtown Bolton has been providing everything you need. Everything for your house, fencing, plumbing, flowers, lumber. Everything for your animals, dogs, cats, birds, chickens, cows, horses. And everything for your patio and yard. Bayou Classic Cookers, Wind Chimes, Orca and Pelican Coolers. We have most everything. 150 years of serving the community, family owned and operated. Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile, downtown Bolton since 1871. We'll see you soon. I'm Lauren McGraw with GuideGo. I'm here to help you with your special events like picnics, reunions, or weddings. We have many options of luxury restroom trailers. No event too big or too small. When you gotta go, please call GuideGo. 601-879-3969. Sleep. Worrying about low CD rates? Do I have enough money to retire? Is my principal safe? IRAs. Don't worry, I can help. And you can sleep better too. Call David Cox. Direct. 601-594-8977. 601-594-8977. Now. What if there was a paint that could awaken something as old as that Rip Van Winkle guy? Hey, what? Because it could adhere to the most weathered exteriors and completely restore its youth. Hey, there's hair on my head again. If a paint could give any time-worn surface stunning new life, is it still paint? Regal Select Exterior from Benjamin Moore. Paint like no other. Seabrook Paints in Jackson and Ridgeland. Visit SeabrookPaints.com. Attention, if you deal with anything from minor to extremely hazardous environmental spills, you've got to check out the full line of absorbents at ESI Supply. They've got white and gray absorbent pads by the bundle or by the roll, sock knit broom products, oil gator, oil dry, spill kits, and more. Just because you haven't had a spill doesn't mean you won't. Give the guys at ESI a call to find out more about how you can be prepared and protect your business's liability. 601-933-4910. That's 601-933-4910. Or visit ESISupply.net. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. Celebrating our 40th anniversary at Cock of the Walk. Voted the best catfish in Mississippi with our grilled or fried catfish along with greens, coleslaw, and a skillet of our homemade cornbread. With locations on the Reservoir, Pocahontas, and one mile from the Grand Ole Opry in Nashville, Tennessee. Catfish, hush puppies, and fried dill pickles. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. I like chicken. I like fish. I like hush puppies. I love it. Catfish is excellent. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. Trust Care Kids in Madison now offers the Pfizer COVID-19 vaccine for children ages 5 to 11. Every Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to 6 p.m., just walk in or schedule an appointment at TrustCareKids.com. Our expert team of pediatric specialists will have you in and out in a jiffy. It couldn't be any easier. Trust Care has led the way in COVID testing and vaccinations. Let us be the provider you trust to keep your entire family safe. That's TrustCareKids.com. Trust Care Health. Feel better, faster. Bad internet is bad for business. We've all been there. Lagging video chats, slow downloads. Oh, come on! It's just not a good look. Instead, call Ceasefire Business. Our local experts deliver gigabit speeds backed by thousands of miles of fiber for the fastest, most reliable internet around. Period. No excuses, no apologies. Just fiber fast internet that works. Ceasefire Business. See how our fiber solutions can help power your success at ceasefirebusiness.com. 
Gallo here. Look, we all know this. Increasing your ACT score could save you thousands of dollars in college tuition. The Jumpstart Test Prep Online Review has helped thousands of students improve their scores, and they can help you too. JumpstartTestPrep.com reviews all the must-know contents and provides the tips, the strategies, and timed practices you need. Purchase the entire review or just the subjects you need the most help with at JumpstartTestPrep.com. Use promo code JUMP, J-U-M-P, at the checkout to save 30% on your purchase. Jumpstart Test Prep. Arm yourself with everything you need to take on your day. Wake up with Gallo tomorrow on 97.3 FM, Super Talk Mississippi. Middays with Gerard here on Super Talk Mississippi. What a great song. I just love those riffs. That's what you call it, right? Those guitar riffs? Oh, yeah. Okay. I want to make sure I'm using the correct vernacular as I'm in the presence of a guitar expert here. I wouldn't say that now. <laughs> um, well, look, thank you for coming back. This is our final segment segment of the day here on Middays with me, Mandy Gunasekara, who is the guest host on Super Talk Mississippi. Um, it's really flown by, but, man, there's a lot uh, a lot more we could have gotten to. I do want to just wrap up and, and make one point with our previous interview. Um, if you didn't hear it, it was with Claudia Rossett, who is a foreign policy expert with the Independent Women's Forum. And she's very informed, has a very sound perspective on what's going on in Ukraine and Russia. And, you know, I think it would be easy for folks to say, look, that's not our problem. We just got, of Af- got out of Afghanistan Afghanistan, rather, that was a huge debacle. No one is interested in re-engaging in foreign affairs. And there certainly has been this growth of a more isolationist and insulated look on these sorts of issues. And I understand that. But it's important to pay attention um, because the problem is our president right now is not respected by our enemies. And what we're potentially faced with is uh, these these ill-meaning dictators from just slicing off pieces of other countries and undermining um, the respect of borders, uh, which may not be a surprise uh, given what's going on domestically but internationally, and then undermining the stability of uh, the Western approach within these areas where up until now, there's been this growth, not just in Ukraine, which is see, seen as being aligned with our way of life and Western mentality, but also a place like Taiwan, which is potentially on the cusp of uh, an aggressive China coming in and really changing that space and causing all sorts of problems in the process. Now, Rhino, there's a little bit of additional uh, international news that's actually not great. Uh, could you read us in on what's going on in the South China Sea right now? Yeah, in the South China Sea, there was an accident with a naval aviator on Monday. Uh, he had to crash land the one of the newer planes in the fleet, the f 35 C, a stealth fighter jet that was crash landed on the deck of what was the uh, the aircraft carrier, the USS Carl Vinson. 
Uh, it's a $100 million warplane hit the deck of the 100,000-ton aircraft carrier, injuring the pilot as he ejected and six other sailors and crewmen. Uh, they are all expected to recover from their injuries, but uh, the jet fell off the deck and is now at the bottom of the South China Sea, which is a very contentious area of the world. So now that aircraft carrier is motoring along and getting on with its rat killing while the salvage crews make their 10 to 15 day trip to the South China Sea to spend the next couple months trying to find the jet and retrieve it before China or Russia or North Korea could get their hands on it. That technology. Well, um, I'm glad the pilot and the affiliated sailors are okay. But man, when it rains, it pours in terms of bad international news. Um, that certainly seems to be the case in the here and now. Um, all right. Well, let's let's perhaps end on a little bit lighter news. Did you know that January 26th is Spouses Day? I did not. It is. Um, it's not to be confused with Military Spouses Day, which is held the Friday before Mother's Day. But this is a day to enjoy and appreciate your better half, whether you're legally married or not. Um, you can use this day as a prelude to warm up uh, for Valentine's Day, um, but it's not as much about gift giving as it is appreciation. And uh, if, if you're curious about spouses, there's some interesting statistics. Um, top 10 reasons Americans appreciate their spouses. Um Number one, 60% appreciate their spouse is a hard worker. Number two, um, people can be their self around their spouse. Their spouse makes them laugh. Their spouse is smart and supportive of my goals and desires. These are all uh, positive things and things to recognize um, if you have a spouse and just tell them that you appreciate them today. Um, now, look, there's there's a lot more news I wish we could have gotten to a couple of breaking news stories. We will we were able to work into today's program but I, you know, I do want to end on a positive note. Uh, it's, it's in my nature and, um, also something I learned in sports. You know, when you're struggling, you always got to make sure you make that catch or you complete that fast run before you call it quits. But the same is true for, for the new space. There's a lot going on in the world. Um, you know, there's, there's a lot of frustrating aspects, very real consequences, um, tied to disastrous policies from this administration. But there, there's a few things we can be thankful for. Um, we are living in Mississippi, which is a state of plenty. Um, You no longer have to live in a state of fear when it comes to COVID. And importantly, don't feel like you need to ask permission of anyone, especially uh, bureaucrats in Washington, D.C., on how to live your life. The United States of America is the absolute greatest country, and it's because liberties and freedom are not a luxury, but a right. I will say a luxury for me today was to share this time with you. Thank you for tuning in. And until next time, I hope you have a great, very great day. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.